The following program contains mature language and spoilers. Listener discretion advised. Nothing's been the same since New York. You experience things, and then they're over. I can't sleep. And when I do, I have nightmares. Honestly, there's a hundred people who want to kill me. I hope I can protect the one thing I can't live without. Mr. Stark, today is the first day of what's left of your life. Go! I'm not afraid of you. It's just you and me. Today, see the most anticipated movie event of the summer that is now the best reviewed movie of the year. Iron Man 3 is the best Iron Man ever. And the critics say... It's the most fun you'll have since the Avengers. You're welcome. Wow. Iron Man 3, rated PG-13, now playing. Welcome to the Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm an illegal machine, and with me is Anne. Diablo Frank. And Anne. Mr. Fix-It. And we're going to talk about uh, a little art house flick called Iron Man 3 that came out. Was it was it like 10 years? Is that where we're doing 10 it? 10 years and a few months. We're a little late. Good Lord. It came out 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, although, yeah, although I'm glad we're late because it's actually stuff in this movie is suddenly relevant again because of Secret Invasion. So Wouldn't know. Haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I guess um, when, when in, I'm not saying time because obviously it was 10 years ago was this before when in the uh timeline of the mcu did this come out was it it's pre well, age of I, it's, ultron it's, it's or just very, after it, age of yeah, ultron? This, this, remember this, the iron man's didn't the iron man movies iron men movies weren't like part of the that was pre like hardened timeline right yeah. so, so so here's the thing well, one of the things that's been good about the podcasts that we're doing is since we're looping around to where we begin i know that our first movie related podcast was guardians of the galaxy so we've been slowly working our way back to there so if we haven't covered it yet then it's got to be between Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy and so this one came out immediately after Avengers or not immediately afterwards it's literally the following year so this is one of the ones that made over a billion dollars and clearly part of that was the Avengers bump Avengers was such a huge movie like I was I was checking the numbers for those comic book movies recently and doing comparisons and stuff I was actually doing more DC but I was also kind of seeing where Marvel's at to and it's 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 rough man it's it's brutal because DC's barely got a few billion dollar movies even though they had the first billion dollar movies with the Dark Knight stuff but then Marvel is like they have a whole like 10 of their movies I think are in the billion dollar realm where DC's got like a couple or three it's not even close and and, and there's so many of them that are so close to a billion where almost none of the DC movies get above like 600 million or so 800 million so it's just like sad to see it but Avengers does like over, ultimately over 2 billion dollars in adjusted you know fig, it, it, with inflation right Um, and then most of the other Marvel movies don't get anywhere near to that even the ones that 
doesn't break a billion don't get close to two billion. Avengers did. And so Iron Man is the first one out of the gate afterwards. And then boom, it gets the B2. Um, so there's clearly an Avengers bump, but it's it's simple. Uh, you get the first two Iron Man movies. You got Incredible Hulk between them. You've got Thor, you've got Cap, you've got Avengers, and then the final Iron Man movie here. So it's a real tight little package still. This is the first movie from phase two. Okay, okay this is the first phase two. Movie. Right, and obviously Iron Man 2 had to be pre-Avengers 1 because Black Widow was introduced right. in Iron Man 2. Right, okay, I gotcha. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think... Um, do you, do you guys remember how you saw this movie in the movie? I distinctly remember mine because it was. Well, a well, then please shit. carry on with that because I, 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 I'm a little bit vague myself. I think I know, but I, you can help me reinforce my thoughts on how I view this movie. So I went to go see this film. Um, I was, uh, I'm not going to reveal my thoughts on the movie, but I was not into it. But if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know, I was not into Iron Man three. Uh, and then the electricity goes out in the entire fucking movie theater. Whole thing goes out, fire alarms going off or the, the flashing to, to lead you out of the building. Everyone in the whole place got rain checks. And I was extremely mad, uh, because I knew I had to actually watch the entire movie. And I didn't like the hour and a half I'd sat through at that point, And I knew <laughs> I was gonna have to come back and basically do it all over again. So I saw Iron Man three, one point seven five times in the theater um even though i did not like it i definitely didn't like it more than iron man 2 and i think i only saw iron man 2 once in the theater uh so that that was my story and every now and then i have like a, i remember i took a picture of on my cell phone of the like hallway where every movie theater had flooded out into oh, the hall with like that, the that's a unique the, experience i expect yeah it was it's like every movie in the theater was released at the exact same time right you know you get two or three of these movies back in the day when theaters are really really packed and i think it was it was like a friday or a Saturday night. I mean, it was opening weekend, so the theater was absolutely packed, and uh, everyone had to get up. Anyway, so then Suddenly I those things like trample deaths makes more sense when you see it in person. Yeah, right, right exactly. So, Fix, was, do you remember your your viewing? I'm trying to remember. Did we see it together? I don't think so. I thought that I saw it with Paquita. I think it was me and her that saw it as a couple. I think Max saw his with his wife, but I don't that remember where you were. I saw it by myself. Yeah. I just you didn't take uh, fry hole or anything with you. No, I I, I want to say probably I saw it. I just don't remember it being very eventful like it wasn't one of those movies you know there's certain scenes that stuck with me but i don't remember like going to the theater i don't remember seeing any kind of special you know fucking popcorn box or anything like that and i'm pretty sure i saw it open in weekend like kind of for a while there that was that was my thing is to see the movie if not opening night the day after opening night but i try to always see it opening weekend okay what about you do you remember anything uh uh commander blanks no, like i said all i i can remember I, i'm pretty sure it, i'm pretty sure it was me and paquita who saw it together um spoilers not one of us liked it and we were all kind of groaning through the whole thing and then we went home disappointed that they there was a bad Iron Man movie and, okay, I, cool. I, and I do think that part of the problem with the movie is that you had that streak where you know Iron Man Incredible Hulk Iron Man 2 we're, we defend those two movies so we actually like them so for us it was a streak Thor Cap Avengers you know, it's just like they were they, they were just seeming to get better and better as they went along and then Iron Man 3 for us wasn't great and actually that's one of the reasons why when I rewatch it I only this is only the second time I've seen the movie now. I, I watched it in the theater. I maybe have seen bits and pieces of it on cable, but as far as actually sitting down and watching the whole thing again, this was only my second time. And instead of watching all the Iron Man movies, I wanted to give this movie a shot and watch it in a vacuum. I'm just watching one movie. I'm seeing how it stands and falls on its own without coming in with a bunch of expectations and stuff. And I wanted to see how that would impact my opinion of the movie. Yeah, I, I hated the shit out of this movie when I saw it. Like, really fucking hated it. And we need to remember, though, that it made a lot of money and it was well-reviewed, right? Like, people were saying that people loved this 
this movie, they're like, oh, this is way better than Iron Man 2. And maybe part of that was because so many people hated Iron Man 2 and this was allegedly so much better. But this movie made, it had legs. Like it wasn't like it had a huge opening weekend and then dropped off. 1.215 billion in unadjusted dollars. A lot of fucking money, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so at the time, people liked this movie. Well, and, Um, And also that's one of the reasons why I think we were radicalized against it in part is it was almost like getting gaslit because uh, you and I, Mac, we did not like this movie and then everybody else is telling us how much better it is than Iron Man 2 and we're like, fuck you, we liked Iron Man 2. And I really feel like there's that deleted scene in Pulp Fiction where uh, Mia Wallace is saying that there's two kinds of people in the world. You're either a Beatles person or an Elvis person. You might you can like them both, but you're always going to like one a little bit more than another. And I think that in amongst Marvel fans, you're either an Iron Man 2 person or an Iron Man 3 person. And I, it, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people that like both of those movies. Everybody's always likes one much more than the other one, it seems like. Well, I think the exception would probably be Mr. Fix, though. You like them both, don't you? Yes. Yeah. And now, do you, which one do you like better, though? They both have their merits. Okay, uh, right, right now. I'm putting you on the spot. Rank them. All three movies. Rank them right now. All three? Yep. Oh, the first one has that. Yeah, one. nobody fights over that being the best one. <laughs> that yeah, that's one. the best one by far. Like, that that movie's superior over the other two. I can watch. I've, I've seen that one way too many times. I, I will say that it seems like you talk up Iron Man 3 more often, possibly because you're defending it against us. I don't know. Uh, no. I, y'all hate it a lot more. I mean, I, I like I said, I'm fine with it. I enjoyed it. I, I told you that. Uh, it's obviously one, two, three. This isn't even a question. But hey, um, so wait, so you guys actually rewatched, so you actually rewatched it, right? Uh, there. No, I, we, we, while, while, while uh, we had a little bit of a blip in the recordings, uh, Mr. Fixit did not rewatch it recently, but he has seen it a total of, he's seen it a total of like six plus times. So he's, yeah, he's yeah. definitely from the, very familiar with it. He's had plenty of opportunities uh, to, to, to divert. He likes the movie. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, he, he knows what he's talking about. Now, what about you? Right. You, you, and yep. you? I know you rewatch. You told me you'd rewatch. You got to it before I got to rewatch it. Yeah. So we're not going to recap this thing. Do you want me to just read my notes? Yeah, I'm, I'm cool yeah. with that. But before, before one thing too, uh, I, just so that you know, because I already told Fix It about this, um, was that I did not watch any of the other Iron Man movies because I wanted to watch this movie in the vacuum and see how I liked it on its own without, without, because I think this is one of the problems is Mac, you and I, if I recall correctly, you and I went to go see Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And I, we were some of the only fucking people that went to see that movie apparently because it, while it's, it's a, a cult favorite now, that movie made no fucking money, right? But that was for us when Robert Downey Jr. really was making his comeback because he'd done some other stuff before that. But we saw that movie. It was a blast. We loved it. Written and directed by Shane Black. And going into Iron Man 3, we're expecting, you know, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang 3 as well or 2 or whatever you want to call it. And uh, to what degree do you think they were successful at that? Is that a joke? Is that, is that a joke? Are you joking? Like that, uh, I just said I fucking hated Iron Man 3. Why would I think, why would I say that they were successful at making well, Kiss Kiss uh, Bang Bang Yeah, but that's what, what I'm what saying. Is like, w- did you go in there expecting something with more of that Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, bang flavor? No, no, of did course. That's that why we were flavor? excited. Yeah. No, 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 no. The, the, why are you, you're trying to pretend like we haven't ever talked this podcast before. Of course we thought that's what was going to happen. That's what we were. Ext- when they, we were Shane Black was coming back. Level, right? Yeah, we were like, holy shit. He was funny and with, uh, what's his name? Val uh, Kilmer. No, no, no. Uh, who did the other two movies? Fucking uh, Happy Hogan. Oh, John, uh, yeah, John Favreau. With Favreau. He was hilarious with Favreau. We're like, oh my God, you're going to add, uh, you know, he's going to make Kiss Kiss Bang Bang 2 via Iron Man. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, we're going to get that um, the weapon fucking vibe and shit too. Which, I mean, I guess that could be partially why we were so let down. No, we yeah. had our, I guarantee that's part of my problem higher. is like, because I knew I wasn't going to get another Favreau movie, but I thought that, okay, we're going to get a different flavor. We're going to shake it up a little bit. This is still going to be awesome. They're not going to drop the ball on this one because you got Shane Black. This is going to work. Right. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean that's that, dude. It it wasn't. It just was. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't even. It wasn't just kiss, kiss, bang, bang. To it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't anything. Just not a good movie. Or uh, at the time. At the time. I'm not talking about my rewatch. I'm talking about at the time. Yeah, I guess to some degree it was a career revival for Black as well. Because I'm looking. Apparently, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang was 2005, which makes sense because it would have to have been well before Iron Man, right? And then aside from some short film in 2006, Shane Black didn't do anything as a director and apparently as a writer because uh, he didn't direct the short film until Iron Man three. So that's that's seven years or so where he didn't do anything. Holy shit. I guess I didn't realize. I mean, although it does, you know what? Well, I mean, Kiss there Kiss Bang Bang was a... his first thing since like the long Kiss Goodnight too. So there's that also. Yeah. There's long gaps I, there. It was like a big deal that he was going to do it. So I remember that was like, a, it was like a thing that not only did we get rid of Favreau for making terrible <laughs> Iron Man 2, but like now we had Shane Black back too. Yeah. And speaking of that, I do think there was some weird fucking energy with Favreau in this movie, especially after rewatching it because he is angry and you can tell that he has a simmering anger and it's weird for him to be there as just an actor. Yeah, you know what? That could I, I could buy into that. I could buy into that, that he was probably pissed that he was there in such a weird role. Yeah, because my understanding is that he either stepped away or was pushed away after Iron Man 2 because he was expecting to do the Avengers. And then he didn't do that. And then he's not even doing Iron Man 3. Possibly they're related. Like, fix it. You you saw Chef, right? Which one? Chef. Say that again? Chef. Chef. There are chefs that cook food that they believe in. Be an artist on your own time. It's my restaurant. Do so you threaten to fire me now? It's what I'm prepared to do. If you don't cook my menu, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm lost. You're never going to be happy cooking for someone else. So what are you going to do? You're going to laugh. Tony, Carl's got a taco truck. For real? Looks here like you guys are having so much fun. That got me a knife. What? He says I love you. Chef. Rated R. In select theaters Friday. Chef. Oh, yeah. My understanding is that movie uses uh, the metaphor of him being like this top rated chef from a restaurant who's like opening up a food truck as a metaphor for him being one of the biggest directors after Iron Man 2 and then like coming off and doing a small independent movie because he got fucked over by Marvel. Now, uh, did you get any of that from the movie? He also did Aliens vs. Cowboys. You got a name? I don't know. What were those things? I don't know that either. He took my wife. My son. He knows where they are. You just have to remember. Come on! I'm ready to get your people back. Should we step in? Looks like he's doing fine. God damn. That was supposed to be like his next big movie. But was that before or after Chef? That was before. That was before Chef. After Iron Man. Right. That makes sense. So, wh- tell me a little bit. Do you remember anything about Chef, or did you get any yeah, any he, insights so in the movie? He's he's so uh, Dust, Dustin Hoffman is the owner of the restaurant. He wants him to cook the same meals that he's famous for. And this one, uh, was it uh, Pat Platt? That actor. Uh, can't remember. The, I can picture him. He's like a uh, critic who says the food is the same. He basically attacks his art form so that he just decides that he wants to create a new uh, menu. The owner of the restaurant is not cool with it. Um, his kid is growing up with his mom, not him. And so he decides to open up a food truck with uh, John Leguizamo and they're going to make Cuban sandwiches and he makes like these amuse- amazing food and they're going to travel. And so I guess you could, I guess I could see it as like him telling his life story through another film like Chef. It's a very good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, at the end, he ends up opening a restaurant based on his Cuban restaurant, his Cuban sandwiches and he's creating the food he wants to create because he, and the whole thing about the 
movies, he wants to create, you know, food that is daring and, you know, not not within his wheelhouse. But everybody expects him to be this the chef that he was when he was younger. And it's funny, too, because he, he does that movie. And then what has he done since then? The Jungle Book and The Lion King. Two yeah. near direct adaptations of cartoons into live action. So despite the aspirations of that movie, he he really fucking starts making the same damn dishes over again that, you know, other people had already made. And yeah, you're right. It was Iron Man 2. And then the very next year, he did Cowboys and Aliens. So I'm guessing maybe because of the response uh, to Iron Man 2, he's looking forward to the franchise. He does Cowboy and Aliens. That one doesn't do good. And then the very next year is uh, uh, Joss Whedon's Avengers. So he, yeah. he kind of either got cock-blocked or was trying to jump to another franchise and didn't really work out for him. Now, the the, the animated movies to live action made buku bucks. They, they were very, very, very successful. I think those are both billion-dollar movies. So financially, he should be fine. But uh, And then, of course, he's also involved with The Mandalorian, as I recall. Um, yes. And maybe that's where he's getting to do his Cuban sandwiches, right? The Mandalorian? Yes, he writes it, directs it. He, it's his baby all the way around. Is he still like the Star Wars savior, though? He was after season one, but didn't... Uh, that, I mean, that, I, that's I, cooled I really off like a little bit, right? I, I like it he, every season. Um, they got a lot of pushback for Boba Fett's season. No, this last season of Mandalorian got totally uh, panned. No, nah, but dude, there's fucking... Because he, he had a... Who was it? Who was it? Jack, Jack Black? It, it, and, it was good. It was, it was it, not It good. had its okay episodes. It had some good episodes. It ended where you could walk away from the series. Like, they don't have to do any more it's done it, it had like an entire bullshit episode with uh lizzo and yeah, jack exactly. black and it was absolutely awful it was like a nothing it was like a waste of an hour people think that that was just kind of a fill like disney needed a, an episode i don't i mean it, it's fine it's kind of i mean christopher christopher uh not walking christopher lloyd comes out it's fine i mean it wasn't great uh but fucking what show you know what fucking show has 12 episodes is going to be a fucking banger everyone so it was fine i, 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 I liked the no, no, this last nice season thing. had like this last season has like two bangers people are getting tired so the Mandalorian is the 18. I don't I'm not trying to sidetrack this thing for it. We're John Favreauing this. Uh it's the 18. Every single episode he's like, "Well, we better go to this new planet and we got to get there and hey, I just have this one question to ask. We'll answer your question, but you got to go do this this and this for us." And then he has to do this thing to save these people. It's just like it's the same shit. And then you'll go five episodes and realize, "Oh, he's on a mission because something happened in episode 1 with the actual real plot and it takes like five six episodes to even drop in like a stinger of why he's actually still doing this shit. You know, and it's because they'll have Gus Fring pop up and a fucking, and it's just like, oh yeah, that's right. That's why he's doing all this stupid, silly shit. I completely forgot. I, I think it's just like really wearing thin with people that it's, it's literally the fucking A-team. He's going out, he's helping people who need help. Um, it, it's 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 very formulaic. And then some of the episodes just make no fucking sense. Like the, the Lizzo Jack Black one was like, is this just because somebody knows Lizzo and Jack Black and wanted to just get their cameos in the fucking show? Because this was nothing. It was just like nothing burger. Whole, uh, that whole last season was fucking terrible. It, I mean, it was already off on a Mandalorian already looked bad when like the dude on Instagram made a better Luke Skywalker uh, face de-aging than that show did. And it's just like, oh, wow. Industrial Light and Magic like probably worked on this for six months and some guy on YouTube did a better job. That's not a good look. I think they ended up hiring him like immediately after that because he made him look so bad. Anyway, sorry. Hey, Mandalorian. Uh, anyway, um, so are we going to talk about what we feel on this rewatch or do you, what do you want me to do? You want to read my notes? Yeah, let's go back to the notes. We, we don't have okay. the plot as a structure, so we'll go with the notes as 
proposal structure. Okay, here are my notes. I will, I will say, uh, though, be, because we were talking about Favreau, or were you going to talk about Happy Hogan again? Uh, he, he pops up in here. Okay, I'll, hold, I'll hang back then. Okay, good. Okay, Iron Man 3. I, here's the top of my notes. Iron Man 3, colon, broke-ass attempt at Die Hard. I completely forgot this is a Christmas movie. I completely forgot this is a Christmas movie until this movie kind of started, and I was like, oh, yeah, they tried to make it like a thing. Well, I mean, it's, it's like, Shane Black. Uh, pretty much every Shane Black movie is a Christmas movie. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was a Christmas movie. True. That is true. Predator, not a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, well, remember, technically, okay. he didn't write that script. He was just the script doctor that they you know, drafted. That's true. that's true. Okay. Next, um, I have uh, this Killian guy has beads that were stolen by Wakanda. So he's throwing the beads out on the table and it's showing like the 3D dimension of like a, a brain and stuff. Uh, and, and they that's like the entire basis of Wakanda. They just have beads they throw I around. forgot about that. Good catch. Yeah. Um, all of the parts with the kids still sucks, um, except after he's leaving the town, after the uh, the terrorizer chick who pr- is posing as an FBI agent comes at him. Um, and the kid goes, are you leaving and not coming back? Just like your, or no, he goes, yeah, I'm going to leave and not come back just like your dad. And then he drove off. Hilarious scene. Probably the funniest part in this whole movie. Well, my understanding is they made a big point about making that as close to the edge of being completely reprehensible as possible because they didn't want to have cute kid syndrome. But I think they had a cute kid in The Long Kiss Goodnight. It's been a long ass time since I've seen that movie. But going forward, and it's funny, in the, in the commentary track, Shane Black is talking about his deep affection for dogs and how he probably wouldn't love his dog so much if he'd had a kid. And then there's a kid in this movie. There's a kid in his next film, The Other Guys. And then there's a kid in the next movie, The Predator. So uh, like Christmas, it became a thing with him after this. Uh, you know, maybe I don't talk about Happy Hogan here. Do you want to talk about Happy Hogan real quick? I like that finally Happy had somewhat like to do more than just be a punchline when he got wounded. Boy, that character's a fucking prick in this movie. Yeah, he's super shitty. Like, like I, I, I like Happy uh, in general. I think I'm, I'm really happy, no pun intended, that he's continued to be in the Marvel movies. I think that he adds something to the Spider-Man movies. I, I could have done without the fucking Aunt May relationship. That's a whole other story. But I yeah, like that you weird. still have this this character from classic Marvel comic. There was in the very first Marvel movie that's continuing into all these other movies. And we haven't completely lost everybody from phase one yet. We still have Happy at least, right? But in this movie, he's just such a prick to everybody. And again, I, I think that comes with that hostility, that vibe. You know, I was getting off this guy from in that movie. I did like the Vincent Vega haircut for the, the flashback. That was cute. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, especially when he fucking is attacks the extremist plant and then it explodes and then he overreacts to the explosion that he himself was a cause of. He just seems like such a fucking doofus and such an just a jerk in this movie that it, it hurt my... This is like the worst Happy Hogan movie, I would say. Oh, it, and, and you know what? I'm surprised I didn't have a note here on that because that scene is completely fucked editing-wise mm. because they're like about to fuck when the thing blows up and then he and the chick have like a talk like, was that the thermal reaction you were talking about? And then there are some like, like on a computer and then Happy Hogan dives into the room on top of him. It's a complete... It's like, what the fuck just... Like, they fucked up that edit. Mm. Uh, and I don't think I'd noticed it before and I turned... I, I was talking to my wife and she's like, why were they already on the bed looking at a laptop? Like, and it was just weird. Like, or they were trying to insinuate that instead of fucking, they just started trying to solve the problem. They didn't, they, something messed up there. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, was, it, it does was, pay off it later on when you see that he gave her the formula on the back of the card, this goodbye card, essentially. But yeah, the, the editing on that, like I literally had to stop and think what happened? What was that? You know, yeah. at one point I was like, was it a fireworks? Like, no, 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 no. It was the extremist plant because we see what happens. It's setting that up and they just completely botched that because of the, the lack of continuity there. Uh, okay, my next note. Uh, note. Movie officially jumps the shark when Killian breathes fire at Rhodey. Um, I, I forgot that he breathes fire in this movie because he's like the uh, the Mechazord version of these extremist guys. I think they were trying and, to do a dragon thing. You know, I think yeah, they were trying because so, I am the Mandarin. It's like, I don't remember the Mandarin breathing fire, but I guess you're doing a dragon thing. 
thing, fine, whatever. Well, doesn't he have like a dumb fucking tattoo in this movie yes. too or something? Yes, he has, the, he has yeah. like a dragon tattoo. It's just really bad. Yeah. Like, you know, as, as much as the effects hold up in these movies for the Iron Man armor um, until like the later ones where it's literally like a floating Downey Jr. head. Um, uh, the, this, the, all the extremist stuff looks terrible in this movie. Like a really, really bad. I didn't mind. I, I honestly, I didn't have any problem with the effects. I just didn't care about the power set. I thought it was just like, it wasn't compelling for me as a power set to go up against Iron Man. I thought Killy was cool villain. I, I really hate, I kind of like the way they killed him where they put him in the fucking armor and shit and he blew up in the armor. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, when they show all the suits come out, that was fucking dope. They didn't have the Hulk bolster, but they, I guess they had like Hulk bolster light or whatever that other one was with the, that lifts the crane before it falls. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Heartbreaker. I mean, that, I thought that was really cool well, to have I, all the suits come out. I think it's worth noting because uh, watching the special features, they made a point of saying that they did not have the Hulkbuster armor. The Hulkbuster armor is not amongst the armors because that was going to be in Age of Ultron. So they were saving Hulkbuster oh, for Age okay. of Ultron. So that was probably a prototype for the Hulkbuster. Okay. I, I mean, I, I guess I, sh- I should change what I mean there. It, it's literally they're just heating shit up. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's like it's like a base effect anyway. It, so uh, interacting with all the cool Iron Man armor stuff, which doesn't really exist a lot in this movie, it's just like I don't know. It's like really, this is it? He's, they're just making stuff melt. Like I don't know. Well, whatever. and uh, uh, did you guys? I, I think fix it. You read Extremist, didn't you? You were a Warren Ellis guy. Yes. So, so what can you remember about that story? Nothing. Okay. So do you, you don't remember how much fidelity on. there was? Yeah. I mean, I read it when it first came out. I did floppy form. I haven't revisited since. Yeah, but they, um, they didn't have firepowers. I remember they did have the ability to heal and they had like powers. Um, that's about it. Uh, well, I mean, th- this I is an extremely I, important arc because the actual look of the Iron Man armors and, and a lot of the position poses and stuff they use in these movies, Extremist was the basis for all that shit. Like, didn't they even have like versions of the Iron Man movie poster that was Adi Granov artwork and shit? Like, this is... That's that computer artwork, right? That, I, I think I think so. I don't think it's no, airbrush. I think it's done no. with computers, huh? Adi Granov stuff? Yeah. No, no, no. It's that's, that's all paint. That's paint and pencil. It's paint? Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, he's awesome. He does all the tool stuff too now, apparently. Oh, does he? Cool. He's, he's like a, oh, he's a huge tool guy and they have him do like all their posters. Neat, neat. Um, although, I, his his aesthetic is really different from theirs though, I would think. Like, he, no. he's all about... Go, the, go to his go to his Instagram. You'll okay. See. He, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, I get it. Did no, he do anything with Lateralis? That's the last stuff I remember no, where I was actually That looking. might be too far back. Yeah. That okay. might be too far. Yeah. In terms of their fidelity to that story arc, none of us remember it well enough because nobody was talking about the writing on that one anyway. It was all about the artwork. It's all about how cool Iron Man looked realized in, in a painting and that was such an important basis for what they, the look in the movies. Uh, you know, they're, they're almost interchangeable, his paintings and, and what we see on the screen. Um, and it's it's a shame that, um, well, I mean, it, it, we got what we needed to out of Extremis, I guess, because we got the great Iron Man armors of the original movies. I mean, I guess... You don't think Iron Man looked great in the first two movies? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, are, are you real? Are we sure that that is... Like, he's, like, literally, he's doing poses and shit from those comic books. Like, because, yeah, I mean, the, I whole thing, the whole thing with Iron Man is that he had all those years of being drawn in pencil and ink by guys like Bob Layton, and we love that stuff, but that's not necessarily what got translated into film. I really think that one of the reasons why... Nikita was asking me about this. She was asking, why did Marvel happen? Like, how did Marvel come into being, and why did they start with Iron Man? And, of course, I explained everything about the... the the the, uh, the loans and the collateral and all that kind of stuff. But also, I think that having that Adi Granov art of what an Iron Man could look like in a, a photorealistic style of, of, of a movie screen, I think Adi Granov probably had a lot to do with selling Iron Man to the investors and with that being the first movie out of the gate because they realized this looks so good and we could translate this to the screen. This is our guy to start out the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I, actually, I thought, ext- yeah, I mean, that's, if you want to say Adi 
Granov's cover art on the extremist story is how we got the MCU. That's okay. Well, he did the uh, interiors too. Did he do the interiors yes. on that? Okay. Yeah, it, was, I mean, it, look, it, was, it was six very late, fully painted comic books. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sure. I'm down with that. I, I just don't know. like And, and the timing well, too, because well. it's 05 through 06. So it's like while they're developing the movies that, you know, they, or, or like, because obviously they're, the movie actually goes into production, if I recall correctly, in 07. And the miniseries begins in January 05. And that's probably publication. I don't know if that's publication date. I think that might be like cover date. I'm not sure. So it might have gone back to 2004 is what I'm saying. Um, but they're they're parallel, but Extremis is early enough to where it seems to be clear to me that there's a influence there. In the same way that Brian Hitch's work on the Ultimates influenced what became the Avengers. Sure. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'd buy that. That's fine. I'm, I, uh, I retract my statement. Uh, I, I didn't realize that Adi Granov's like, first issue was the kickoff of all that Extremis stuff. That came a little bit later, but... Um, yeah, they, they actually... Uh, if, if it was. I mean, because it was supposed to be the launch of the new ongoing Iron Man series, and the book was coming out so fucking late, they ended up launching a whole other Iron Man series and just turning it into a retroactive miniseries, as I recall. Gotcha. Plus, they didn't want to keep okay, up the uh, painted artwork and have people directly compare Dottie Granov, so it was easier for it to just be a special thing than to, you know, carry on with it from number one. Right. I think, I think, I could be mistaken about that, but that's my recollection. Okay, next note. The reveal that the vice president is trying to get the president assassinated so he can get the extremists and heal his daughter or granddaughter. I assume that's granddaughter, daughter, I don't know. Uh, and I put a face palm emoji. I'd completely forgotten about this. The, the, this movie's kind of a mess anyway. Like, you're not really sure what yeah. anybody's fucking motivation is. Is it Killian just wants to get back at Tony Stark? Is it he wants him to help him solve the extremist issue? Like, what is the the plot of this movie? Is it the Mandarin shit? But then they kind of abandon, you know, it, you don't really know what it is. And then I really, oh, the VP was trying to get the president killed. So he was, it's it's a fucking mess. But when that scene happened, when he's at like the girl's birthday party, and I was like, oh, I forgot about this part because it never comes fucking back up again. The very end of the movie, like the dude's getting arrested or something. But other than that, we, you know, yeah, um, I, I have I have notes on this. Number one, do you know who yeah, that uh, daughter is? Uh, no clue. Wednesday Adams, Jenna Ortega. No, no shit. That's like no. one of her first screen roles. I had no idea oh, until really? I was looking this up. Uh, second, uh, the vice president is played by uh, Miguel Ferrer, uh, an actor I love. Yeah. Uh, he was in Twin Peaks and a bunch of other stuff. He was like the guy, Robocop, Robocop. of course, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. like the official asshole in every movie. But my understanding is he was a fucking sweetheart of a guy and a big comic fan. Uh, he was uh, friends with the guy who played Will Robinson on the Lost in Space TV show. And so back in the 80s, they co-wrote a miniseries for Marvel called uh, Comet Man. And Ferrer always kind of loved comics, but he only got a few opportunities to do anything with them. So for me, I was really happy to see him, even though this is a bullshit role. I'm glad he got to do this role in the Iron Man movie because I'm sure he was as fanboying hardcore with this shit. And also, he's no longer with us. So it was just nice to see this actor I really liked again, even though, again, he's got so little to do in the movie. And the, again, it is a whole kind of a nonsense subplot, but I'm happy to see him anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what sucks. He's great. And it's like, oh, I would have actually preferred him to have a bigger role, but it just, it just got lost in this sea of plots. And the same goes um, with it. William Sadler is like, wow, that's a cool guy to have president. I wonder what they're going to do with that. Did he ever do anything else as in that role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Does he even have like a background shot on a screen somewhere? Like, fix it. Did he ever turn up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I want to say maybe he did, but like nothing major, I right? I don't remember. Yeah, because I love I William remember. Sadler too and nothing came of that. There's a whole new, pre just so y'all know, there is a whole new president in uh, Secret Invasion right now. Okay. Yeah. And of course, now, we, now I have to, well, I didn't get to throw this in earlier. Well, go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, because what I was going to say is a potential spoiler for uh, Captain America uh, New World Order. So I'm going to just stop there. Um, just saying that there's a different guy who's the president currently in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Next well, comment. You guys ready? Oh, no. Uh, sorry. 
Right. Now, one scene I did hate, truly, truly hate from the movie was where he rescues all the people by turning them magnetic. They're not magnetic, bro. I thought they were. No, all, all it is is uh, they get blown out of the airplane. Stop. And Jarvis Hold is... on. Wait for my comment. Okay, we'll get you there. You knew I was going to address the airplane. Okay. Can we just wait for my comment? Okay, sure, go ahead. Just wait for my comment. Okay, I don't know the guy, the main extremist guy who's not Killian, so I just call him Chester Bennington in my comment. <laughs> uh, I can kind of see I it. it re- all right, uh, R.I.P., I suppose. I don't know. The, uh, the actor is James Badge Dale, and it, I know his name starts with an S in the movie. Savin. Savin is the guy's name. He does not okay, look like well, a Savin to me, though. No, he looks like Chester Bennington. Yeah. Everything you say to me is so uh, he goes on to the fucking Air Force One and murders everybody. Like, like violently is murdering people. Well, and it has to be pointed out he's Force in one. the Iron Patriot armor when he's doing this. And there's actually a deleted scene where somebody catches on that he's not, or, or is questioning him about the Avengers and stuff, and he clobbers the guy before he starts killing everybody. It's weird to see the evil guy in the Iron Patriot suit, and he's also the extremist guy. It's like, what are we doing? Like, what is this? What is this guy's deal? How does he even know how to pilot the suit? You know, he flew this it's thing so to Air stupid. Force One. How is this dude just doing this? I mean. Pepper Potts knew how to operate it after like two seconds, so I guess it makes it, it must be very intuitive. Yeah, and I, I yeah. again I have to say they ha- they make a whole point of hacking into the AIM database by Rhodey being able to give Tony access to his armor, and it's like why do they need to steal the Iron Patriot armor if they're involved with the software within the armor? You'd think that they'd probably have some proprietary stuff involved with that, or they'd just be able to take over the armor because it's built into the suit. So there's this whole thing where they're gonna have to like cook him out of the suit and take the one suit off of him it's just why is this even happening it just drove me nuts because it just didn't make any sense to me it felt like they they were writing in plot holes as they were going along and it's like it doesn't stand up to a second of scrutiny but in the moment you kind of like skate by this shit no but even like when he's heating up the suit he's like you're gonna damage the suit and then he goes and then you're gonna fix it where the fuck have we ever seen that any he's not justin hammer what do you mean they're gonna fix this fucking suit like it this movie is just complete uh it's all over the place uh so then yeah then they the plane all these people get blown out of the plane and uh, he doesn't magnetize them, Mr. Fix-It. He electrocutes them. So when you uh, electrocute, your your muscle seize and you can't let go, right? So that's what he's doing. He's giving them all these electric shocks so when they join hands, they are like squeezing as tight as they can and they can't let go because as long as he's got that electric current running through them, they, they're going to be like... Oh, that sounds so much better. Yeah, no, that, yeah, honestly, that really is stupid too because how are they grasping the next person in the chain if their muscles are being seized and also yeah. there's a bunch of older guys, military guys in this group some of those guys got to have pacemakers the last thing you want to do with a pacemaker is run the electricity through it it's a stupid idea that sounds smart until you think about it for even a second i would have preferred they just fucking magnify like he just magnetized their clothes or some shit in their butt he just throws out a bunch of fucking through. magnets at them and then zooks them yeah yeah that's <laughs> no, how, about, how about we just don't do the scene how about the whole well, I, I, they, yeah. but this was a big thing for them they wanted to like they were trying to up the game they, it was a, they wanted to show something visually there'd be big superheroic thing and so show up the other movies they, 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 we've got to keep going bigger two is bigger than one three's got to be bigger than two and so I think that that was a stunt that they built a movie around except it looked horrible like I, even though it's practical in the end where he's like dropping them in the water it looks so goofy and terrible uh, like that's not how you do practical effects it, you just don't do this whole thing at all like this whole thing shouldn't have been done it was bad a poor execution uh, or it was one of those things like oh this would look so great and it looks really good on storyboards and then you're like actually trying to do it with real people and they're in like high heels and mini 
mini skirts and it's just it's just bad well, the whole and, thing and is that's really a weird thing dumb. too because they were talking about how we can't do this in cgi we have to do this for real because the di- the lighting and the di- body dynamics stuff and so they literally were throwing people out in uh, disguised parachutes over and over and over again for like a week straight shooting these guys and then it still didn't match up correctly so they're having to do shit like put cgi hands connecting tony to the people and stuff it was a weird little frankenstonian thing i i think it's a an, a, an accomplishment as a stunt but it's definitely some corny ass rocketeer shit in my iron man movie yeah and then it, uh i guess it, is it before when, when does when does he okay before this is when he sneaks onto the compound and we find out the mandarin is not really the mandarin and he just took a huge shit in the bathroom and he comes out and is like don't go in there and then tony makes the girls go in the bathroom and they're like ew gross because it smells like shit in there and i'm like what the fuck am i watching <laughs> like this is like this is not funny at all and, and you know trevor's being trevor and it, it's just like because it's like it's trying to be like sophomore humor but then they're saying that he's like they're giving him drugs and that's how they're basically paying him with drugs and i'm like i had a more drug problem did, did, did they the help you get jokes? loose no we're giving him they give me more <laughs> i thought that was actually yeah. a good bit now i won't lie i hate i loved um what's his name uh gandhi oh sure uh, trevor schlattery uh yeah, yeah. yeah i i kind i i mean i really thought he would have made an awesome uh, mandarin he was the first parts of the movie he's he's really interesting oh yeah like i'm a teacher mm-hmm. i i dude i was like holy shit this is gonna be awesome and then when they do that whole you know fucking what a twist i i kind of like that i'm like oh that's that's kind of neat where we're gonna create this villain to kind of draw your attention while we're doing all this shit that felt very aimed to me so i was like okay aim would definitely do something like that so i kind of dug that i i hate what they did with him later in the shang chi movie where they just kind of kept kicking you know he was good for what, the what movie else? and in that little mini film okay I so is that it film. it's like they he was great in the one movie and they just kept going back to the same well doing the same bits yes okay yes. i one thing we talked about was that you got to admit that ben kingsley is doing a great job even if you hate the character if you hate what they're trying to do with it the script i think that the performance is excellent and i think that if there's no, any no. humor found there it's because of the strength of his performance and, and i don't mind the drug joke but the drug joke is going on while there's literally f- a fart joke in the background and i'm just like what the scene is just a it's just a met like what, what what are we trying to is this fart humor are we doing fart humor in this movie um and i guess we are uh it's just it wasn't again this is part of the, the kiss kiss bang bang let down and i'm not saying that shane black is known for sophomore humor it's just that the other movies were funnier no look iron man 2 has the pee in the armor moment and i'm and I'm, that is by far the worst scene in the entire movie so i'm i'm trying to be consistent here with my uh criticism but it, it's just like i this movie's so all kind of just all over the place the action's all over the place the the panic attacks are terrible throughout and just talking about grinding these scenes to a halt where he's having these horrible and look i love robert downey jr these are horribly acted panic attacks well what like, watching okay watch it, that, that was a thing that was a discussion there's a lot of people that have panic disorders were talking about how like cartoonish and over the top it was and how it wasn't an accurate representation my counter argument would be that i think that downey jr was playing tony stark having panic attacks and this is a grandiose narcissist i think that he would be big like that and would and it would play into his uh his his performative nature but also they make a big point about how he hasn't slept for 72 hours he's having insomnia we're seeing as he's developing the flying pieces of the armor that he's doing like showing bad judgment and and being kind of a klutz and just not having a shit together and so i I think that you can allow for that you can explain that stuff away the problem that i have is that the same people who will talk up iron man 3 talk shit about iron man 2 and they're both super messy disorganized movies about iron man being compromised being fucked up and and screwing up throughout the entire movie as a result of his bad decisions and and impulse control issues and lack of sleep and the fir- 
in the second movie it's because he's sick and dying from the arc reactor poisoning him in this movie it's because of lack of sleep and the PTSD it's like these movies I think part of the problem is they're too similar and they're they're telling the stories in different ways but it's still kind of the same story and they're both shaggy dogs so it's really what flavor of shaggy dog you're into and when what we really want is something closer to Iron Man 1 uh, I mean I will just I mean I guess they're kind of similar but I, Iron Man 2 is way less of a mess in this movie I, I mean at least in that movie like yeah you got two villains but they're kind of working together I, I mean I don't know I feel like there's way more fat on this movie than there is in Iron Man 2 just in my personal opinion um, the whole sideshow with the kid and everything is a whole that that's something that is that is a growth not on Iron Man 2 it's just it's not there yeah now, well, look I'm not that, saying we don't, that we don't is have very much the uh, the Avengers on the farm for this movie uh, sure yeah. although I like the Avengers on the farm so really? I won't defend Avengers on the farm okay really um, I remember you liking the, uh, I have to listen to the podcast again I remember that you like that oh, the, 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 the fucking you, Iron the, the Cap Iron Man scene where they're going yeah, back and cool. forth that's true Cap gets so pissed off he pulls the log in half I like all that stuff I don't know I don't get the the whatever anyway um, continuing okay uh, let me see so now we're kind of at the end oh okay after he saves the people out of the plane he flies into the highway and gets hit by the truck and the armor like falls to pieces right this movie has the armor get hit and fall to pieces 50 fucking times it is such a shtick in this movie it happens later on when they're fighting on the Roxxon platform where the, the armor comes around him they get hit by something else and then he immediately falls you think he's finally getting the armor fall they, they do it all the time uh, and it's because they're doing the, the remote in armor a lot but then he's doing it when he's in the armor it just is just blowing off him all the time when he's testing the, 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 the weird implants and the armor's coming to him the last piece hits him and shoots the armor everywhere it was just like that was their thing for this movie and by the end of the movie I'm kind of over it like yeah we get it you get hit by something and it just flies everywhere explodes off of you I really did like that scene where he's calling the armor to himself mm -hmm. and the two guards are there like kind of laughing at him that was a great scene dude I laughed my ass off I thought it was really good well uh, I mean the, the, the movie the is so about yeah. showing off that particular armor but also by showing it off to showing off it's it's how it doesn't work properly and yet they keep coming back to this thing that doesn't work properly <laughs> it's it's kind of irritating I, I this is a issue for me is I don't care what kind of technological advancement you're trying to say Iron Man has made we can visibly see that he's flying through jet propulsion jet propulsion requires an enormous amount of extremely hot you know heated fluid right uh, uh, fuel how are you putting fuel tanks in every tiny piece of the armor and having them fly across states they have enough fluid to fly themselves across multiple states really across the country because he goes from California to Carolina and the pieces do this as well that's almost more fantastic than the fucking nanotechnology because at least nanotechnology is magic at that point this is supposed to still be something remotely resembling modern technology that makes no fucking sense at all of these individual well, I, I think, are flying I think that's all the over key. the place that's the key is that they are they're still using the low power shtick in this one and it's like how the fuck do you have low power but you have power to you have enough power to energize every little piece of the armor and have them fly through the air all over the place across states i think at one point it wasn't he was in ohio i think it was coming from ohio and it was locked in that shed so that's not quite as far as california but it's like if every little piece has all this energy to do these things but you're still like oh we're only at two percent power so we got it we can't uh, save ourselves from a drowning fucking thing uh you know it's it's yeah it's a weird a weird thing i again this movie's all over the place uh so then finally and, and also i have to point out that apparently all of his power. armors are under his house and so when his house gets hit by missiles every armor is completely destroyed and unsalvageable apparently in that particular point in time that is some of the most obvious story contrivance in a movie that's full of story contrivance yeah exactly so then then we get to the whole rocks on scene where i mean there's a little bit of him and roadie together that's not bad but the stupid fucking president's like suspended above the thing it, it's just and then you know he's got all the armor 
armors that I guess he hasn't had armors this whole time, but now all of a sudden he has every armor. I, every, I, th- I think ever what you're saying up. there is that at some point he had Jarvis start building new armors from prototypes and it, it took the week or so that he's doing this stuff without the armors for Jarvis to create this this uh, this set of armors. It's just like maybe just get the one right and then send it to Tony and so he has an armor and then we'll work on the other ones later on. Again, it's fucking stupid, but I, I think that the explanation is they were actively building multiple armors at once and you know while he was doing his bullshit yeah so then this whole scene there's just armors getting blown apart left and right because that's the thing for this movie um uh, I, I still think the effects in this scene for the most part still look good with all the armors flying around uh iron man 2 the ending was kind of the same with all the the you know navy army marines armors flying everywhere except that scene is way better where war machine and iron and tony are just kicking all these armors asses much better scene um but again i you know they got the armors down the armors all look good uh there's some pretty good stunts where you know where roadie's jumping from like rebar not rebar uh i beam to i beam you know it's fine i guess until pepper shows up and then i'm just like oh that's right this movie's fucking horrible um and pepper's pepper falls to her death kind of the, and, and that's and some bad out. fucking uh ripley falling into the molten lead from uh alien 3 shit there where it, i literally or, or maybe die hard too with the fucking uh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so fake and she, like the physics of that where her image is just falling into the, the orange it was corny I, I almost laughed at that yeah it's really bad and then she comes out and she's got just the she's the queen extremist right and just starts kicking everybody's ass and I it's I just can't at, the, at this point I barely even remember what happens because as soon as she comes out and she's doing like kick flips and shit and like uh, scorpion kicks and everything and I'm just uh, I'm like this movie's fucking horrible except I had a thought of something that I don't know if I'd ever thought before and that was what if she just fucking died like if she fell and died how would it have changed this movie for me and i i actually think that i would enjoy the movie a lot more if she would have just died like if this movie would have had balls to kill her there and then he goes fucking crazy and kills killian or whatever i think it would have been like way better i think this movie would have been remembered a lot differently if that would have happened uh but obviously well i mean said it's just you're saying like i I don't know about remember differently this movie's got a a lot of people that love the shit out of it and talk it up on no no sir no 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 yes that's true but but before before we get to that before we get to that I completely disagree I don't think this movie in any way earns killing off Pepper Potts also I as I have strong issues with Gwyneth Paltrow you know she, this is a person who I think is a snake oil salesperson. she's like got peak white lady powers you know but she is so great in these movies and she has such wonderful chemistry with Robert Downey Jr. and even the little bits that she's in in movies after Iron Man 3 I wouldn't want to miss out on those moments but mostly it's like I don't want to I don't want her fridged because that's just so not I mean is that even really an Iron Man thing like that's one of the things I like about like I know he's had a lot of relationships and some of those relationships the, the chicks ended up pretty fucked up by but generally speaking it's like Iron Man's the one who's constantly fridging girlfriends Iron Man things just like don't work out in the long run or they become mad a mask or something you know right so killing off Pepper for the stunt value for the shock for a, a reason for Tony to go fucking ape shit and everything that's such a cheap kind of thing to do such a Martin Riggs moment for a guy who's not Martin Riggs I, I would really have problems with that I thought the extremist now again I'm not a big fan of Pepper Pot and I hate the fact that oh let's give Pepper powers and you know she's gonna kind of save Tony and I was like oh no like I, I don't think I th- there's certain things and I know it's a comic book movie and you have to be forgiven I don't think you should be cured from the fucking extremist power mm. like that's something that's affected you genetically to like your fucking cells I mean they show the so you know now if they had played it up later on in the movies where like she passed it on to the kid but it's not as powerful like you know where, where Pop- Pepper Potts has I to mean, fucking be injected herself every it's six possible. months it's possible I mean, they, they 
the kid at this point the kid would probably be like uh, uh, tween age probably since it's been a five years since the the last one and she was what like three ish or so so yeah you know she, well, no, the, I the kid's thinking, not like, quite old I enough remember, to get her own spinoff yet but it's always possible yeah but I, I remember thinking like that would have been kind of cool where Pepper Potts has to have like a device attached to her to keep you know kind of like the Hulk where she has to you know don't get mad or this fucking power up will kick right. in you know, it's, it's her burden to carry for the rest of her life and she accidentally passes on to a kid and the kid you know I mean you could have gone something cool like that but it was just like oh no you know Tony's gonna fix her and Tony that was the only thing I never liked was Tony could fix everything mm-hmm. but he couldn't fix like real world problems but he could fix everybody else like Pepper Potts is a walking fucking nuclear bomb she's a fucking uh, uh what was the name of the Nitro the guy that would oh yeah Nitro up. the one who ki- helped kill Captain Marvel yeah but also he started like Civil War like mm-hmm. right exactly yeah he, he detonates like that. So I was like, you and, know. and uh, Stamford I think it was the name of the town where all these people get killed because of Nitro well yeah because fucking uh, the, uh, was it the war, uh, Warriors right yeah the New Warriors the New Warriors but fucking yeah because honestly I just started reading the old uh, I know this is off topic I, I, I went to some place and they had the, the pe- uh, pendants trade and I totally oh, forgot that was right, fucking, right. I forgot emo, that, emo that was speedball, fucking yeah. speedball. And that was like, he's tortured himself. For, yeah, but, that, you know, again, off topic. But I just remember that she can't talk. And I'm like, why can't she talk? Everybody with extremists can talk and they make a lot of snarky comments. She but she's just, she didn't talk? Uh, not until like after. No, she comes out and she's just like. And she like hulks out, hulks out. I hated the fact that she was cured of the uh, extremists. Yes. Okay. So like that's she what should I, have either had to live with it or it would have been, you know, something she had to deal with for the rest of her life. How great would it have been? How about this? If in, so, it would have been a catch twenty two, right? So at the end of the movie, not a catch twenty two. I don't ironic. I don't know what the fucking word. Wait till you hear what I say first, and then you can comment on that. Tony fixes his fucking heart at the end, right? What if it at the end is the only uh, way to fix the extremist stuff? Is that now she has to have some sort of implant in her, right? So that's now it's what a I split. Said. Okay. Instead, he just fucking cures her, and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I said I said it'd be cool if she had to keep a device to monitor in it, and then maybe she passed off some of the extremists to their kid. Well, that would have been a whole other level. How about this? How about this? Why didn't he use his knowledge of extremists to feel to to uh, heal Rhodey and then give him the cure? Yeah. Since you know his friend got fucking paralyzed a couple movies later. Whoops! Like, our, come on, dude. This well, movie's so. We, we kind of don't know though, because Tony uh, Rhodey seems to be able-bodied now again. So unless he's got fucking servos and shit going, that might be the case. You know. Uh, uh, well, I haven't seen. Are you talking about? something in Secret Invasion because I haven't seen that. Right. Well, no, I mean, he's, he's showing up in other stuff too, but he is in Secret Invasion and he is walking around and stuff and he's, and he's going to be in the Armor Wars movie uh, relatively soon as well. So Okay, well, maybe they'll explain there that they gave him Extremis and then immediately cured him after his spinal column was uh, fixed. Doesn't mean I want Gwyneth Paltrow to run around with super strength and punch everybody out and everything and be the one who actually ends up saving the day at the end. But also my understanding is that that was a, a Robert Downey Jr. thing. I think that's one of the problems is I think we had some fucking Tom Cruise mummy shit going on here where I I, I think that Downey Jr. had a lot of pull in this movie and I think he wanted to do stuff that was detrimental to the overall product and one of the things he wanted was Gwyneth Paltrow to sh- get to show off her yoga body and kick a bunch of ass and I think part of the reasons why that exists is because the, one of the earlier drafts of the script the Rebecca Hall character was the one who turned out to be the Mandarin and she was manipulating everybody and basically fucking Ike Perlmutter that fucking racist sexist piece of shit billionaire they could probably destroy me with a thought if you ever heard the podcast so I should probably 
little bit more careful. Uh, Perlmutter wanted nothing to do with a female villain. She didn't. He not think that that action figure would sell and they would hurt the movie. So he completely vetoed that shit. And so the character goes from somebody who's really effectively, you know, in, uh, impacting what's going on in the story to a, a dead chick. You know, they they cap her part way through the movie and she just up and dies. And in deleted scenes, she had a little bit more to do, not that much. And I think that to some degree they were trying to like, well, we we killed the one girl. Let's let Pepper do something. But it bugged me because personally, I think Rebecca Hall is pretty hot and I think she gave a really good performance and I think she would have been a much more interesting villain for the end of the movie than Guy Pierce's character. I like Guy Pierce as an actor. I think he does a good job playing the character that he was assigned, but that's such a limp dick fucking character with such a lame visual power, lame visual sense. And also ultimately, he's still kind of Justin Hammer. He's not funny. He's not charismatic or anti-charismatic, which is part of the fun with him. It was Justin Hammer such a bumblefuck in two. He's the successful version of Justin Hammer, but he's still the dweeb who makes good and actually manages to challenge Tony and become his dark mirror, which is in every one of the three movies. They have to have a dark mirror, another guy who can, uh, who's a successful businessman and, and suave who goes after Tony and shit. Um, but he, he, he and it, the script doesn't give him anything interesting to do. So he doesn't have anything to play besides twat. So he's, he's, he just sucks. So that's one of the problems is you lose the Mandarin partway through the movie. And of course, like if they did some kind of that shit with like the Joker or something, everybody would lose their minds. For some reason, it was okay to fuck with the main Iron Man villain. Uh, but you can't do that with like the real superheroes, the big time superheroes. It gotta be this character that nobody gives a shit about. But you've done so much to build up the Mandarin over the course of the movie. He's such an intimidating figure. And again, they've been doing this shit going back to the first Iron Man movie with the, the Ten Rings and shit. These, this whole terrorist organization and stuff. And of course, we want to see, it would be so much cooler visually for him to get those rings out and be able to do the stuff that we expect the, the rings to do instead of just guy who is overheated and spits fire and punches shit and burns shit. You know, it's so fucking boring by comparison. Um, so it sucks that they build this guy up so much and then like the movie loses all of its its impact, all of its uh, uh, strength that you derive from this terrorist thing. You also undermine the whole subtext of the Iron Man movies where a lot of it is Iron Man going up against terrorists and people who are trying to destroy the capitalist society that Iron Man is a part of and benefits from and wants to maintain. Uh, you completely destroy that. And also, again, it just doesn't make sense because why did you create a terrorist organization so you're going to try like, and then you're going to kill the president and you're killing the president because you want to uh, soften the military and scientific communities uh, avoidance of using these genetic testing, these genetic alteration to create these unstable bomb people, these human bomb people. But you want to make, you want to soften the military so they'll buy your extremists so you can make money. But of course, you're having to spend all this money on the terrorist organizations. If anybody ever makes a connection, you're ruined for life. And also, you've been doing this since back when Tony was in Afghanistan in the first movie and you had him and instead of killing him or making him work on extremists, which we find out for him to, them to perfect extremists, they have to get Tony Stark to help them. And that's the whole reason why he doesn't get killed halfway through the movie. But instead of having him work on extremists, you let him like build a suit of armor for some terrorists in Afghanistan. It makes no fucking sense and it undermines the entire trilogy through their, their no, look at us, little, also, look at our wacky twist, look at what we came up with. Oh, we shocked people. It's so hard to shock people in a blockbuster. That, we were congratulating yourself. Of course you're going to shock people when you do something that makes comes out of nowhere. That's a direct opposition to everything you've been setting up, not just in this movie, but in the entire cinematic universe. No, but I, I think you're also, I think that one of the key things, maybe you said it and I missed it, but it, it had to do with like climate stuff. Like that's why he was going after Roxxon. It's because they're industrial polluters that are like not cleaning shit up like fucking waterways and stuff. And then Killing even makes a reference to like, yeah, that was like a thing that we used to be into, but now we've kind of like moved on to something else. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, how do you just drop that? Like, because that's what it was. It was the it was these themes of uh, climate shit. It's like, what? again, it's just a mess. It makes no sense. And you're right. Going 
back once you go back and they even drop a yin sin in this movie too like he's at that same party with uh killian in the very opening scene and it's just like you're trying to do it's the opposite of into the spider verse having the spider in the very first scene glitch it's the opposite of that where they planted the seed that the the spider was from a different multiverse it's it's completely you you kind of set up the 10 ring things and they completely fucked it up by the third movie it, like, it, and what's so great about too terrible. is it's you you think they're just being stylish and you also don't know what it means when you see the spider glitch unless you go back watch the movie again so it, like you said it's an easter egg it's like you don't you're not even looking for something so you're not going to catch it at the time and it's only later on that it's like oh shit oh shit you know it, yeah that's planning that's good yes. story craft you know i did love the fact that you know he was a dick to the guy he actually did meet the professor from the very first movie um yeah I, I like and i don't huh? think i caught that the first time i saw the movie so watching it again oh, dude, as soon as i saw me i was like oh shit it's a callback nice i i i appreciated that because he even says it in the first one hey i met you before and we get to see where he meets him ike perlmutter you know what has happened with this dude the last few years right uh maybe not i mean i know that he's pretty much got pushed out of marvel and dc is that what you're talking about no 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 not that so this dude was in like a high-end condo right and i think that one of the other billionaires in the condo didn't like him for some reason okay no so then they fucking framed him for something to like get him evicted from the condominium and they did it by stealing his dna they had a lawyer steal his dna plant it i I can't remember where they got the dna from they got it from somewhere planted it and framed him with dna evidence because people are so fucking rich for like a hoa squabble they can literally have dna ran so they had dna ran it confirmed it was him and they used that to frame him to get kicked out of the fucking building right he finds out that the dude got his dna fights it in in uh in court and wins they prove that they actually they fucking lapd'd oj'd him where they actually got his blood and then framed him they proved that it actually happened right dude goes holy shit if i a billionaire can be framed from a crime with false dna like this has got to be happening all over the fucking country actually sets up there is an ike perlmutter center for legal justice where he funds lawyers who work pro bono to get people who have been falsely convicted of murders out of prison and for the and got their first dude out at the end of last year the dude had been in prison for fucking 30 (sighs) years he was convicted when he was 20 years old of a murder he didn't commit and ike perlmutter center for legal justice got the dude out of prison and got him released shit's fucking insane so that's what they do now they fund pro bono lawyers to uh represent these dudes who have gone past all their fucking appeals and uh are in prison for the rest of their lives for or on death row for crimes they didn't commit fucking crazy that's insane some of that sounds familiar but i've never heard the resolution of it and it's like wow that's incredible yeah so now i guess he uh he basically donated to uh, i I think it says here it says 15 million dollars he donated to the cardozo school of law so now it's been renamed the perlmutter center for legal justice to uh get these fucking dudes out of prison pretty fucking cool (laughs) anyway well i think i have some vague recollection too that like earlier in his life he had done some beneficial stuff like that as well and it was kind of later in life when he was starting to overwrite that stuff with shitty stuff and now i guess he's going back around again trying to do good shit (laughs) you know wow that's crazy yeah so yeah he fucked up some marvel universe stuff but he's doing some okay stuff and 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 we was part of the trump administration and pussyfooted around with him and stuff too so but um yeah Yeah, but yeah but also he got a guy out of prison that was innocent as like oh wow that's awesome fucking uh, yeah i think i think he was serving a life sentence like he was going to be there till he fucking died and the dude got him out anyway pretty fucking crazy Uh, hey anyway back to this fucking recap here um oh no that's in my recap hold on um okay so here was my anything on what we talked about there fix it we were we we were both kind of steamrolling the end of this podcast um 
I think you're the most the positive of the three of us. So if anybody's going to defend the movie, salvage the movie, I think you're the guy who's going to be, be caping for it if, if any of us. I like the fact that he had PTSD. He was having panic attack. I thought that was kind of cool because it made him more human. Because up to then, he was always like the smart ass, like nothing, nothing scared him. I thought, you know, I mean, I, I really didn't. There's nothing really, I you know, except for maybe the villain. I kind of hate what they did with Killian. I hate they, they kind of trashed AIM. They didn't really use him. Yeah, I, I'm bummed because why hasn't AIM turned up ever again? You know, why, if this is a billion dollar movie, so obviously AIM had a huge platform and then they I don't think they ever do anything substantial with AIM. Do you remember them in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at all? No. I wanted the B-suit. Yeah. I'm lie. Yeah. I wanted the fucking B-suit. That's like, that's my AIM. I thought it was fine for an Iron Man movie. I didn't, I remember y'all, y'all bashed the shit out of it. I remember. Oh, we're going to. Yeah, that's part of why I, would, <laughs> I figured we'd get a positive take out while we have the opportunity before we're like shouting all the things we hate about the movie out to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, it, it was phase what, two? It was three. the first movie of phase two. Phase two. Shane Black wrote it. I, I tend to enjoy a lot of his movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Shane Black as a screenwriter. I, I especially dude, in the, the 80s, me, he did some great action watch movies. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, God, I love that movie. So I, I thought it would have been along the veins of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have worked too. Kind of like, but see, as and I and I know, you know, Tony's Max guy. It just, dude, he was just too fucking smart sometimes though. Like, I don't know. I, I think we see that later on in the movies, especially once you get all the nanotech and everything in there. That like, he's, he's so beyond human intelligence and human technology, a terrestrial technology that it's, it's almost divorcing because it's like, I, I want to see him physically manipulate metal and stuff. I don't want it to be yeah. like magic is what it essentially became by the end there. Yeah. So, but I enjoyed the movie. Uh, um, but besides, I mean, I thought the movie was good. I, I, you know, I like the fact that, you know, Tony has to kind of operate outside his suit. So you see him where he's building, like, you know, building the, uh, they're extremists, right? Yeah. Uh, That's what's but, causing them to have the superpowers. Yeah. But besides that, I thought it was great. I, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I haven't visited as recently as y'all did. I know y'all watched it recently and I kind of wish I had um, to be able to touch on it. But I mean, you could see it left an impression on me. Yeah. Well, I, and I know I you too. It. You've probably seen it a half dozen times over the years. Oh yeah. At least I've seen it at least four or five times. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Cause it, literally this was the second time I watched the movie from beginning to end. No way. Oh dude. Yeah. You know, cause I'm getting to this point where every couple of years I got to do a full fucking Marvel run, which I don't think I'll be able to pull anymore cause they're what? 28 movies in now. It's gotten high. Yes. Way, I, we might be in the thirties at this point. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm double just, check. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I think now what I'm going to start doing is like, I'm going to do the, do the core, like just cap Thor, Iron Man, Avengers. And, and I'm not going to, maybe not even Ant-Man, not even. You used to uh, really shoot. like Ant-Man. You, you really were I like, like the, the support. Oh, no, I love the first one. The yeah. last two were, oh yeah. Like, but we, we, I, we, that's, watched, that we never, I watched quantum one again because it's on uh Disney plus and I see all the problems y'all see. Absolutely. I've not uh, seen Quant- quantum mania. I've yet to see uh, that movie. No, dude, it's on Disney plus. I know, but I haven't watched it. It's because y'all are saying y'all that you mean Mac because I have not seen it. I, I thought you'd seen it already. Nope. It's been fucking nope. free for a while. Um, yeah. No, no, no. It's, well, I mean, I don't want to watch the movie. I'm going to watch it for podcasting purposes, but I need to have like a list or something where I'm going to be ranking it because I'm not watching that but one time ever, I expect. Well, let me know when you, I'll watch it with you. Okay. Because I, I want to rewatch. I mean, I'm, I've, I've now gotten to the point now when I watch these movies and I'm like, oh, there's so much potential here, but they're just fucking dropping the ball or. Well, I mean, the simple fact it. is the, the first movie is probably as good as it is because Edgar Wright was doing all the major development for it and wrote the screenplay and everything. And like that probably could have been an even better movie if he'd been involved with it as the director. He wasn't. He didn't have anything to do with the second and third movies and the second and third movies sucked because the the franchise was built on what Edgar Wright did and he wasn't involved anymore. So I, I think that's the problem right there. That's his franchise and he didn't get to do anything with it besides help to build it. Yeah. Okay. So here was what I thought after watching this movie again. This movie's fucking lame. 
lame. Like, it's not good. I, I think lame and is I, the, the exact... I know, I, I just want to say lame is such a good choice of words, but go on. It's just really lame. Nothing happens in it. All the villains suck by the end of it. The only, like, promising villain could have been the Mandarin, and he turns out to be just, like, a joke. So that's... In the end, it ends up being lame because Killian is so himself. He's a fire-breathing lame which I just thought of that, by the way. That's a great description for fucking Killian. He's a fire-breathing lame in this whole movie. And he's supposed to... Yeah, anyway, I'm not going to rant more on that, dude. But, like, so many movies past this are so bad, okay? Like, any movie that mentions the word quantumania or the quantum realm are all so bad. Like, this movie's not that bad, okay? Like, it's not good. And I will challenge you, people do not like this movie. Any fucking social media uh, comment section with the idiots that would normally have defended this movie back in the day, it's usually on the list of one of the worst movies now. People generally do not like this movie. It is not looked on fondly. It, it is not part of the Marvel Infinity Saga in any shape or form because the panic attacks, people forget they happened, right? Um, there's only like a little reference to Avengers 1 um, in this film, but he's not like getting a fucking Infinity Gem out of it, right? Uh, so I think for the most part, people don't like this movie or have forgotten it exists. And nobody's like, no, this is still one of the top five. No, it hits there on the grossing, right? The grossing list of highest grossing Marvel films. But people be like, holy shit, Iron Man 3 made that much money? And it's like, oh yeah, uh, I haven't watched it in 15, you know, in, in nine years, right? Like people never watch, this movie is not one of those movies. It's not Winter Soldier where it continues to pop up on the list of best movies. In fact, on those lists of best Marvel movies, you'll see this one is way down there now too. Whereas when it came out, it was like, oh, it's back. Iron Man's back. This movie's so great. Let's go watch it a million times over. Now it's way low on these lists. I've seen it below Iron Man 2 on some of these lists. Uh, so I do think there is a general, we forgot this movie exists. Um, it kind of sucks now. So anyway, but I will say with that said, there are just way more horrible Marvel movies now. Like I rewatched it and I was like, okay, I rewatched it. There's, there's a lot of stuff in this movie I don't like. There's some stuff I do like. Um, whereas, you know, Eternals, I hated the whole thing, right? Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I hate the whole fucking movie. Uh, Ant-Man, Wasp, Quantumania. I hate the whole movie. Uh, there's just tons of these movies I just don't like at all. So uh, this movie is just, it's not that bad. Am I going to go rewatch it anytime soon? No chance. We, we will have to hit a 15 year anniversary or a 20 year for me to watch this movie again. I ain't watching this movie again, but uh, but it's not nearly as bad as some of the crap they're coming out with lately. So sure. and, I don't agree with that. Okay, so Dark World better than this movie still, though, by the way. And you'll, you'll watch that whenever no, you rewatch that. Coming, that yeah. now, and there's going to be the exact opposite with that one is I'm going to rewatch all the Thor movies this? because I still haven't seen the last one, Thor movie. How about this? Dark World is funnier than this movie, too. I'll say that, too. Dark World's a sneaky, funny movie. Uh, Yes, and I forgot about the fucking Thor movie. This movie is way better than Love and Thunder. Like, way... I'm not, like, wanting to... Oh, no, that's probably far the worst Marvel movie now. It's fucking terrible, dude. Uh, The effects in this movie are better than that movie. <laughs> like, other than, like, there's an opening scene that looks pretty good. The rest of the Thor Dark World's effects are horrible. This movie looks better than that movie. So, like, you could take effects alone. This is better than half the movies are coming out with now, where, like, literally it's unfinished CGI they're putting up on the screen. So, um, I, I'll say that. This used to be, like, by far my most hated movie, because it was like, this is the uh, Robert Downey Jr. send-off. This is the last Iron Man-branded film, and it sucks this bad. But really, like, uh, Infinity War, he's a huge part of Infinity War. He's great in that. Civil War is a great co-Iron Man Captain America movie. Uh, uh, he's in-game, amazing. He's fantastic in in-game. You know, so he gets to strut his shit in so many more movies after that, that I can just forget this movie exists and doesn't really bother me. Whereas before, it actively bothered me, because people loved it so much, and I hated it so much. Uh, and then, like you said, we were militarized because, uh, or radicalized, because um, everybody hates Iron Man 2 so much, and it's it's fucking hilarious. Iron Man 2 is a hilarious uh, movie that is actually very good. So that's what I think about this movie. So, hey, what about you, uh, Diablo Blanks? What do you think about this? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go back to the whole ranking thing. And, you know, throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but especially after the 
the first the first Avengers. Like it's an annual thing. It's like every time they come out with a Marvel movie, some online magazine or Game Radar or somebody, they're gonna do a list of every Marvel movie, and they just keep re updating it and and moving stuff around. But every fucking year, these people are like Esquire, everybody that you, even people you wouldn't expect. I think Good Housekeeping has probably done a top twenty Marvel movies thing, right? And so I've watched these things evolve over the years, and definitely for the longest time, Iron Man two, Incredible Hulk, they were all the fucking way at the back, and you still see that happening. It's like they like by default. I think that people don't even rewatch them, and then just by habit, they just keep leaving them toward the back. But Iron Man three, especially in the early days, was always closer to the top of the Marvel movies before there were so many Marvel movies, and there was always a lot of distance between Iron Man two and Iron Man three. Iron Man two was always by default at the back. Iron Man three was always toward the front until they just kept adding more and more movies, and they just kept getting pushed further and further back. And that gets me back to that parallel between these two movies as these movies have expanded and as they've been uh, relitigated. As you said, it's it went from a movie that a lot of people liked. I think people really liked Iron Man three, and it was only the the fanboys, the geeks, that rebelled against it at the time of release. But now you've got kids who've been raised on these movies. We're at like 15 years of the MCU at this point, roughly. Um, you got kids that weren't born when Iron Man came out, and they're they've never known a world without Iron Man being one of the top superheroes of all time. And so reevaluating this stuff in the context of the MCU as a total, and especially now that you've got like Shang-Chi and stuff, where they've revealed no, there really was a Mandarin, and he's got this whole lore, and a lot of people really loved all that stuff they did with Tony Leung. Um, even if they didn't like the movie, they liked the Mandarin in the movie. And so that reevaluation by kids who weren't even alive when this movie came out has pushed it way the fuck back. And now typically, not only is Iron Man 3 closer to the back end, but it's usually pretty fucking close to Iron Man 2, right? And again, they're kind of the same movie, but there's two different takes on the same tropes to some degree. Again, this is this is internet talking, right? Okay. So you know how it is where like every week on social media, the Snyder stands are going to trend shit and all that kind of good stuff. It's just like part of the no. cycle. No, no, no. I know the algorithm. Stop, no. You talk about the algorithm as well. It's, well, one of the things. It's the algorithm is your okay. algorithm. I do not see shit for Snyder stands. Fine, fine, fine. But anyway, for people who are into comic book movies and stuff, a lot of times that happens for them. It's, it's not just me who encounters that. Well, another thing that happens roughly once every year or so is the big debate between Iron Man 3 and Iron Man 2. Usually the way it starts is some guy will get things trending with by saying that Iron Man 3 is underrated and it's one of the best MCU movies and then a bunch of people start arguing and it always ascends into an argument between 2 and 3. And and I think there's a situation where 3 is a movie that people responded to really well at first and then has lost the steam. And I think Iron Man 2 is a movie that people talk shit about and has kind of quietly gained a little bit of esteem. It's still always toward the back end but I think that it has its fans and I think they're a little bit more vocal now. But also both of these movies have their fans and both of these fans are vocal even if they are in a minority. But literally two days ago uh, and I don't know what the fuck Digital Trends is you know but it actually has a byline so maybe a human being wrote this instead of fucking chat GPT. But it's a whole article about Iron Man 3 is the most underrated MCU movie ever. Here's why it's worth watching. And you know it's an eight minute read apparently as to why uh, you know it, it, it deserves more credit than, than it gets. Even though like you said this movie got plenty of credit when it came out. It made a fucking billion dollars. Who gives a shit? You know the Iron Man was fine. The MCU was fine. No whatever. So the first point is Iron Man 3 had two of the best villains in the MCU which is fucking dog shit. Fuck you. You've already invalidated your whole argument just by trying to say that. I guess if you like the Trevor Slattery character that's fine. Trevor Slattery ain't a villain. He's a fucking comedic relief okay. So they talk about the supporting cast was top notch which I agree with. I think that this movie has a really great cast whose talents are largely wasted in this fucking thing. Three though really kills me. Iron Man 3 has nice tunes and is a fun movie to watch and that's the number one place I think where this movie fucking fails because when I'm watching Iron Man 
Man 2. I remember we talked about that. We all were very uh, pro Iron Man 2 and talking up its graces. Um, it's a fun movie to watch. It's a party, right? This movie is not a fucking party. This movie, it, it, it's wanting to be a party and failing miserably. And one of the reasons why it does that is this party over here has fucking ACD jamming. And this movie here has some shit that sounds like it's in a goddamn game show. It, I can't tell you how much it pisses me off to get to the end of Iron Man 3, to get to the credits, and it's that fucking awful, like, one of these 60s shit, like, reminding me too of how this movie isn't Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that also had that same aesthetic, but did it? Where this movie... And then all the fucking monochromatic images from the other movies with the geometric shapes, and the whole trailer title sequence, the closing titles, is just that shit. I hate that shit. Can You Dig It is apparently the name of the song. It's all these fucking... It sounds like a library cut. It doesn't sound like it was something that was crafted for a motion picture. It really sounds to me like something for like TV or show. It sounds like the, the outro music for fucking Love Connection or some shit. Hate the fucking music on this shit and hate how it's unable to have the right vibes to it. Everything feels staged. Everything feels like like the, the improvisation that's so wonderful in the first movie where you can tell these actors are just bouncing off each other and playing around and it's being captured on film. They're going and they're editing it to make it work. Like uh, th apparently there's a nine minute cut of the dialogue between Pepper, the Rebecca Hall character and Tony when they're all around the bunny before the missile comes in. And I think that's one of the yeah. best scenes in the movie. I, I And that was improvisation. Yeah. But that was the shit that was in the entirety of the first two movies. And here you just get that little taste of it and then it's ripped away from you and you've got fucking Pepper on the ledge screaming, Tony! Like anybody believes that he's fucking dead. Like she, like she hasn't been through this already of, of hundreds of times already. It, this movie just does not have the vibes. It is a fucking buzzkill of a movie. And like you said, compared to a whole bunch of the movies that came afterwards, it's way better. I can watch this movie. I'm not mad anymore. It doesn't make me upset. I'm disappointed. And it's not a movie that I would watch for pleasure. I just don't enjoy it. It doesn't make me happy the way that the first two movies make me happy. But it's not a slog or anything. It's just sort of there. And I, again, it's lame. It's just as simple as that. It's it's a movie that's trying to correct for a movie that I don't feel necessarily needed correction. I think that just like get Favreau and the other guys together and let them do a movie where they're not trying to set up the fucking Avengers and where they're not trying to follow up Avengers, right? And this movie, like that's part of what they did is they realized that they wanted to find a lane and so they cut all the Avengers shit out for the most part you don't have you've got the stinger with Bruce and that's cute and you've got the flashbacks to the Battle of New York because that's where we get PTSD from but otherwise it has no connections to the greater Marvel Universe and I think that Iron Man 3 definitely needed that I just think it needed Favreau to be the guy to do that and not Shane Black also like I said we had Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and then all these years later he comes back for Iron Man 3 and then he follows out with the other guys which is an alright movie it's cute but it's, it's nowhere near as good as Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and then the last movie he's made since this was The Predator and everybody fucking hated that shit and this was very much an MCU kind of situation again I don't think he works within that model and I think where they that Marvel gave John Favreau a lot of latitude with his movie I think once uh, Shane Black came in he had nowhere near that latitude uh, Drew Pierce co-wrote this movie that was not by Shane Black's choice they became friendly over the course of the writing of the movie and they share a commentary track together but Shane Black is used to writing his own movies he was the first screenwriter to ever get paid a million dollars for a screenplay it was a huge deal when he sold I think it leaked the weapon the first leaked the weapon for that kind of money or no I'm sorry it was the last Boy Scout after they'd already done the first two Lethal Weapons he made yeah. and just make a million off that it was a huge deal and especially the disparity between that happening in the 90s and the fucking writer strike we've got going on now where the studios won't even agree to not have computers write their fucking movies that's huge and Marvel I think was a huge part of making that taking us to this place with this fucking assembly line Henry Ford movie making shit they've got going on and I kept looking for any time when Shane Black had anything bad to say about Marvel and I couldn't find anything you know he's, he's never said shit bad about Marvel or his experience making this movie but also it was several years before he made another movie this dude made a billion 
dollar movie, and then everything else he's done was like like small indie shit, and then a wannabe tent pole that failed miserably. How do you make a billion dollar movie, especially in a time when those were extremely rare? I think it's something like the fifteenth movie ever to make a billion dollars, so not like rare, 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 but rare enough. And then you're not doing cowboys and aliens, you know? You're not like yeah. like look at the fucking goddamn Russo brothers, man. They've done nothing but shit the bed ever since Endgame, but because those two movies plus the Cap movies made so much money they just keep getting chance after chance after chance they remind me of the Wachowskis where like they made the Matrix and Bound holy shit yo you're right and then there's just nothing worth a shit ever since then for decades now they even let them do the, the one of them do the Blast Matrix movie which was a fucking turd um, but fucking Shane Black disappears off the face of the earth what the fuck it, 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 there's some weird shit going on with that I don't know what the fuck I'm with that I think part of it though is he got connected to he was he continuing to hire uh, an actor uh, for movies after knowing that he had been convicted for like sexual assault or something and so that probably didn't help Shane Black's case any but that was years later so I don't think that was the reason why because that shit didn't come out until The Predator um, and he hasn't done shit since then but also he hadn't done much of shit between Iron Man 3 and The Predator okay a couple things because you steamrolled you were doing point after point now let me say okay so I've got three rankings here from the last like couple months Esquire has Iron Man 2 at 30 of Iron Man of uh, Marvel movies and it's got Iron Man 3 at 29 and their comment is the best thing to say about Iron Man 3 is that it's a little bit better than Iron Man 2. That was not the sentiment when this movie came out. <laughs> like, no way was that the sentiment. Uh, and then the next one is from Collider, and they've got Iron Man 3 at 15. Like, way up there. We're, you know, I mean, this is crazy, and I think they've got Iron Man 2 like last, like dead last. Uh, yeah, they got Iron Man 2 dead last. Eternals, uh, Dark World, everything is, Incredible Hulk, everything's beating Iron Man 2 in this one, so their Collider needs to update their fucking list. Um, and then, I do, there's another one by, I think this is What's this place called? Fucking Indie Wire or something? And it's the same thing. They've got Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 just a few apart from one another uh, at the back end of the list. So uh, anyway, to tee off on your uh, hating of these movies uh, or of the, of the current rankings of them. Uh, next, we were to... Oh, shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Shane Black. I don't know why this dude's not working. It's bizarre. Maybe he, does he just not want to? I don't know. Uh, strange. The other thing was soundtrack. I can't believe they pointed out that the Iron Man 3 soundtrack was good because the Iron Man 2 soundtrack was fucking awesome. It was really, really good. You had... You had not only did you have all the ACDC, you had like some of like the BC boys in there during the donut uh, scene with uh, um, Black Widow and uh, Nick Fury. I mean, that, that movie's soundtrack is rock solid. I think I even pointed that out in our 10 year Iron Man podcast that I forgot how great the music is in that uh, movie. So, yes, I'm equally as upset with you that they said that the soundtrack was good for Iron Man 3. Anyway, continue. Well, uh, let me go to the Tillmatometer uh, for counterpoint. So Iron Man 2 is 71% on the Tillmatometer, 71% with the audience score. So an absolute parody, which is, I think, a fairly rare thing between critics and audience. Iron Man 3, 79% with critics, 78% with the audience score. But I think what's really damning is you might also like Captain America the Winter Soldier, which is, you know, two movies along in the MCU from Iron Man 3, considered one of the best comic book movies of all time, one of the best MCU movies of all time. I don't think that's that's some bullshit company but just in terms of when it was released in the audience yeah definitely can see that then it's Avengers which again this movie came directly after you know okay sure then they go to Man of Steel and that again a part of it is going to be comic book movies that came out around that same time period I'm sorry Iron Man uh, Man of Steel is better than Iron Man 3 like it, it's just a better movie in pretty much every way uh, it's not as cool I guess you don't have as, as charismatic a, a lead character as Tony Stark but in terms of like the, the pacing of the movie the scale of the movie the, the special effects I think Man of Steel 
still has it over on Iron Man 3, certainly. Um, the Wolverine uh, is definitely not as good as Iron Man 3 because there's so much awful shit toward the end of that movie, and I still think they didn't do a great job of adapting the Jap- Japan stories from the Marvel comics, but I can definitely see where there'd be some parody with Iron Man 3. And then finally, The Amazing Spider-Man, which again, I think has more to do with when it came out and being comic movies in that particular time frame. Personally, I'm not sure. I think I would like Iron Man. I mean, I think I'd like Amazing Spider-Man better than Iron Man 3, but I haven't watched Amazing since the actual, if I remember correctly. So I'm curious. We, we've not got around to do the Andrew Garfield movies yet. So I'm curious to see how I'll feel about it. But I do know I don't really like Spider-Man. I like the movie where I like Iron Man because of the movies and I did not like this movie overall. Um, so I'm curious to see how those would go against each other. But meanwhile, Iron Man 2, you might also like Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, Tron, <laughs> Red with Bruce Willis and, and uh, Morgan Freeman, Ghost Patrol, and the Sherlock Holmes sequel. So it's like, that is not good company for Iron Man 2 to be keeping. And I realize part of that is the time frame it came out in and stuff, but like, that's rough compared to what Iron Man 3 was getting compared to. And you've got a nearly 10 point disparity with critics and audiences. According to Rotten Tomatoes, I don't think that takes account to the reevaluation. I don't know how often they update the hit stuff. I'm sure with most of these reviews, they're very front loaded for when they first come out, especially in the age of Rotten Tomatoes, where they're not doing historical stuff. It's like they're almost entirely shit that was recorded in 2011, 2010, whatever the fuck. Um, but definitely, I think that there's a consensus that Iron Man 3 is better. And I definitely think that there's a, a vocal a, a group of people that continue to pump up Iron Man 3 in a way that Iron Man 2 doesn't get. But also, I adore Iron Man 2. I don't give a fuck. It's still one of my favorite MCU movies. It will always be high up on the list for me. And this movie, despite not being as bad as it was when it first came out, it's still not great. It's, for me, definitely the worst of the Iron Man movies. And it continues to be a disappointment. But mostly it's because it's just not... I don't enjoy myself watching it. I'm fine watching it. It's on. I, it, it's a movie that has Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow and Rebecca Hall and Guy Pierce and uh, just all these people that do, are doing good work. Well, he, he, so here, here's how I look at those two movies. When I, as I'm watching it, as I'm watching Iron Man 2, I like, there are scenes I can't wait to get to. I can't wait for the Monaco uh, race scene. I can't wait for um, the courtroom scene between ha- when Hammer's just getting like just trash left and right and Gary Shandling's riffing on the guys. Oh, Gary Shandling is so great in that one too. And the the, 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 the repartee between uh, Tony and, and the senator, you know, awesome. And of course, it's even better it's so when the, the things progress and the continuity around that character changes. And then uh, the, the whole finals, the, the I, I love the donut scene with Groove Holmes by the Beastie Boys playing over it. I love the entire end scene is amazing. I turned the volume on my sound system all the way up when Tony uh, and War Machine are fighting the all kill the, box. Uh, the... Oh my gosh, dude. It's so good, dude. It, it's it's so awesome. Um, I, So I like look forward to those scenes. This scene, this, I'm like dreading. I'm dreading the Mandarin reveal. I'm dreading the airplane scene. I'm dreading Pepper Potts going Super Saiyan. I'm like dreading these scenes. And there might be some good stuff in between, but I'm just saying it's the opposite of Iron Man 2's got some bad stuff in between those scenes I really look forward to. And this movie's the opposite. It's got some kind of funny, jokey scenes that I don't mind sandwiched in between a lot of like terrible stuff that I don't like. Uh, and, and and another thing I'll say about the Rotten Tomato stuff, you know, I'm looking at like the pure MCU ranking and it kind of, as much as I trash Rotten Tomatoes, it's kind of got it right other than Iron Man 2's too low. Like Iron Man 
uh, three is 22. I mean, that's not good, right? I mean, it's low and that's the critic score. And that's another thing that I always think is indicative is when the audience score is actually lower than the critic score. That's like a tell. In this movie, the audience score is a point lower than the Rotten Tomatoes critic score. And to me, that's a tell. That That's, uh, uh, people did not like the movie when that happened. Usually it's the critics are like, oh, it's just another Marvel movie with bad CGI, rotten. But then you see the, the, the audience score is in like the 90s. You know what I mean? It's because people went to the movie theater and had a good time. This movie's the opposite. It's for the most part, people did not like it. And there was no agenda against Iron Man 3 to have a weird, like, low audience score in it, right? Uh, so I think that's another tell, too, that this movie, just over time, is just not, uh, you know, like, it's like slightly above Captain Marvel, right? I mean, that's right. Does that is it better than Thor 1? I don't think so. Thor 1's that low but, down? Well, then again, the, the response to the early MCU stuff was pretty uh, aggressive from the critics, you know? They, they were not on board at first. I think that's actually one of the reasons why Iron Man 2 got hit so hard is because there's so much stuff getting built up in that movie. There's so many different subplots related to advancing the MCU that it overwhelmed critics and audiences at that time because they just weren't prepared for that much continuity baggage being laden upon the movie. Uh, so I think that hit pretty hard. And I, and I think that still keeps it low because it, they still hadn't figured out how to do MCU yet. And it is very clunky the way in which they do MCU. I still enjoy it, but I can definitely see where audiences, especially general audiences who aren't steeped in the lore, would be very off-put by all that shit going on. Yeah, and where it's where it's like just wrong is and then you go okay you got to throw the rotten tomato stuff out is like captain america the first avenger is like one of the lowest movies out here it's it's like right above uh it's like what is it like 75 percent audience score like that's horrible like 75 percent audience score for captain america one's ridiculous when i hear fan lists especially a, a certain caliber of fan cap first avenger is usually near the top of their list of favorite mcu movies and, and often it's up to there on the favorite comic book movies in general i know people their favorite comic movie of all time is the first avenger so it, it definitely hits the audience that it hits hard and i think that there's critical reevaluations gone on there i think that there were people who just had an animus toward the concept of captain america that came around over the course of the movies coming out especially as the other movies were darker and more political and uh they were able to get into that more and then they were able to appreciate the innocence that that that, that first movie represents like it's it, we haven't gotten to the mc you this is the beginning and and we've not dealt with all these horrible stuff yet and so we haven't been polluted in the way we would be going forward and it contrasts so well against the other MCU movies where i think when it first came out it's like oh it's so dumb you see like something like it's a it's a richard donner superman movie 20 years too late yeah that kind of shit i think that that sort of yeah, lunkhead yeah. mentality has fallen away but i think it definitely got hit by it at the time yeah there's still like a bell curve mm -hmm. i think to the reviews where people then like bought into the universe and now they're all like fucking over it again yeah oh the other thing i, what I couldn't remember was that uh, i think Don Sheila is probably in the best shape of his life in this movie. His guns are looking fucking fine. He's got like great muscle tone and stuff. And they're trying so hard to do the whole lethal weapon thing where it's got the two partners going to bust uh, the, the the bad guys. And, you know, they make a point of giving him the belt trick so that he has something to do with amidst all this stuff going on. He doesn't get an armor. So he's going to go be the one who goes to save the president. He has something to do. But honestly, I think that this is the worst movie that uh, Don Cheadle has been in as James Rhodes. Even though he's in more of it, maybe. I don't know. He's not really... He's, there's large chunks of the movies where he's not there and he, he definitely gets taken down in a fairly lame way in the movie so that he loses his armor just like Tony lost his so they can have that parody um, but I just don't think that he gets enough to do in this movie and I don't think the chemistry between the two actors is as strong here as in any of the other movies and so this is the movie that should be Rhodey's showcase especially in this point in time and maybe that's one of the things that helped him too is at that time it was a, a pretty prominent role where he gets to actually be one of the action 
heroes. But with the course of time and getting to see him do more stuff, and we've got Armor Wars coming up where we're really going to get to see him in this role, even though he's fucking going to be 12 years older by the time this shit comes out. Um, it just falls so much short. Like, I should have been re- way more enthused about Rhodey and, and Tony teaming up. And it's just not there. I was not a big fan of his, like, homemade, like, weapons. Mm-hmm. Home those, Depot, those, like, Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of was a little goofy. The Hooding Ninja shit is so fucking dumb. And yep. I just, I can't stand any of that shit. It's just, when uh, that for me, I think it was maybe the jark, jump jarking, uh, jark, shark jump moment. Because it's like, I, I'm already tired of Tony and the kid and being in a small town and stuff. But this essentially is like a one night thing. Like, he's, he's literally just landed there and he's scrambling to do shit. And they're already in the town causing problems. So you're talking about like a 24 hour period. But then when it's the next day and he's at the Home Depot and it's like, it, it, the, the premise of the movie just doesn't make sense because he, he, A, I think that the, 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 the design of the movie is let's show that Tony is a hero even when you don't have the armor. And like, we've already litigated that. Like, the, you've got that great line in the Avengers. What do you, if you take off the armor? Billionaire, playboy, philanth- genius philanthropist. It's like, yeah, Tony doesn't need to prove shit to anybody. Uh, he's he's showing him what he can do over and over again. We've seen him build these fucking armors. We're, there's no question about his manhood, okay? We don't need to spend a whole fucking movie with this shit. But also, unless he stole from the kid's mom's purse or some shit, it, he's buying shit at the Home Depot. So like, that means that he's got money somehow. He's got a credit card or something, right? So he's a billionaire. He can charge his way out of the situation immediately. He could send send a message to Pepper instead of saying, you know, I'm okay, I survived. He could be like, I'm in bumfuck North Carolina, come send somebody, and then his problems are solved. He's not Peter Parker. He is not without resources. He is not, you know, he's a genius with incredible resources. There's no reason why he'd be in this situation and to pretend like he is the underdog in a circumstance like this just completely destroys this movie for me because he's Tony fucking Stark. He can barely walk around without somebody recognize him and want to help him and do whatever he needs to do. Oh, you need internet access? I'm right here for you, buddy. Hey, look, I've got your fucking tattoo on my arm. His life is just going to be different. You can't pretend like Tony Stark is Peter Parker. That's what they're trying to do here. It doesn't fucking work. I don't buy it. It wakes, it wakes, makes way more sense for me to watch him spiraling under his circumstances than Iron Man 2 and be surrounded by enablers and people who are cheering him on as he's drunkenly blasting watermelons at a party. That makes sense. This movie does not make any kind of sense in anything resembling the real world despite trying to ground the movie. I, I, Tony fucking being a ninja and jumping over shit and shocking people and all. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. I, you're Tony Stark. You should never be in this position in the first place. I don't care that, you know, you fucking wants to do his jujitsu stuff and show off that, hey, I can be a martial artist too. Do that shit in your Sherlock Holmes movies. I don't need this fucking crap in Iron Man. I want to see the fucking Iron Man. I want to see the fucking armor. I want to see bigger stories in this. This is such a, they, they try so hard to blow things up in this movie, but it, it can't help but just be small. It's it just, and, and I, I, the last thing too, these suits have to cost millions if not billions of dollars each. And he just blows a bunch of them up so that they have a, a fireworks show at the end of the movie to prove something to Pepper apparently. And then the fucking rush job where it's like in the last five minutes, oh, by the way, I fixed everything that ever happened in these movies and now we're moving on. It's like, I, how about a movie about how he figures out how to save himself from the shrapnel on his chest? How about a movie where he has to figure out how to fix Pepper? It's not that I necessarily want that movie, but at least that'd be Iron Man doing Iron Man shit instead of Iron Man want to do Captain America shit, Peter Parker shit, jumping around his little fucking hoodie. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. I hate that. You're turning me back, man. Now I fucking hate this movie. It's at the very bottom again. God damn it. I'd rather watch fucking Eternals 15 times over this stupid piece of shit, wet fart, wannabe, diehard garbage. I fucking hate this movie, dude. 
And this is the well, last Iron Man movie. This is the note we go out on. <sighs> no, nah, it's all right. It's fine. Uh, but no, it's yeah, you're right. It's it's just the whole thing is just what a huge. It, you know what though? It deserves additional uh, shit for how small it is. Like the, you pointed out that it's small. One hundred percent. This is a tiny like small town mystery they're trying to fucking solve for a huge chunk of the it's, movie. It's literally a Scooby Doo story where pull the mask off the Nandrin and oh, it's called Aldrich Killian. Except then they've also got an international terrorist organization and the vice president is trying to get the president murdered. But that is third, fifth, ninth fiddle <laughs> to solving how did this uh, desert storm dude kill himself in the middle of a small town, Ohio right. town square. That's what we want to know. We don't really give a shit. The vice president is trying to have the president murdered and they literally kill everyone almost on Air Force One. Fuck all that shit. That's small potatoes. How, why did this guy kill himself? It, it's, it, the movie's just, it's, it's just a well, mess. I'm just, it's just, I'm, I'm picturing. I'm glad it doesn't have any parts in it. You actually need, like, if you're watching the Infinity Saga, skip the fuck out of this movie. You don't have to watch mm -hmm. it. Skip it. Just don't even see it. And for that, I guess maybe earns a little credit back that I don't have to watch it ever again. Um, but what, you know, whatever. I'm not, it sucks. It's really, this movie's very bad. People do not watch this movie. Go watch Iron Man 2 again. You're going to see what I'm saying. The movie is hilarious. Iron Man 2 is hilarious. <laughs> Justin Hammer alone. Sam Rockwell alone. Alone destroys anything in this movie. And I don't care. Sam quit quit bitching about yes. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke was at least, even if you hate the character, even if you think it's dumb that he's got the whips and everything, at least he's giving an interesting performance. Guy Pierce is fucking wallpaper in this movie. And it's not his fault. He doesn't have anything to act against. But he's, th th I would much rather, my bird, my bird. At least that's fun. You know? There's, there's no my bird. Yeah. Uh, but also, I'm wondering if there's a lawyer at Marvel, like rifling through their files, trying to see if they got Ortega into a multi picture contract for playing the vice president's granddaughter right yeah how do we bring her back with how why was she not Ironheart? what are we doing here people you set it up in iron man 3 come on yeah i'm with you hey everybody this movie sucks but not as bad as some of these new mm -hmm. movies i still say that even though you oh, you almost got me there <laughs> you almost turned me back i'm not gonna do it oh wait no I, I did forget this i did forget the, the wife we ended she was like you know what i don't hate this movie all that much and she was like it's, it's kind of funny and i'm like okay you know th uh, that's fine you can have that um and then i made her sleep on the fucking <laughs> because I fucking hate this movie. But, uh, you know, look, it's, you know, we, you're right. We're militarized because we are staunch supporters of the Iron Man 3 militia or Iron Man 2 militia. And, uh, you know, I will defend it uh, with every ounce of well, my being until I die. Again, I, fucking Shang-Chi gets wannabe Fin Fang Foom and the Mandarin and we get Aldrich Killian in this movie. Um, but do would I rather watch this versus watching Shang-Chi? I'd have to really rewatch Shang-Chi, but I kind of think I'd rather watch this one because if nothing else, I like the people in this movie. And the only thing I remember liking about Shang-Chi was Aquafina. Oh, and uh, she was like the worst yeah. part of the movie. Yeah. Right? So uh, you, you, I would much rather watch Iron Man 3 yeah. than Shang-Chi again. Like, it's not even a question. Uh, honestly, ironic. Trevor was the best part of <laughs> Shang-Chi, I think. Uh, which is sort of weird metaverse I'm in having to say that. But, uh, I mean, you could argue Trevor's kind of the best part of this movie, too. Not the best part, but it is at least one of the better parts. It's of the one movie. of the more it's entertaining just... performances for sure in a movie that's kind of there like that has a lot of people getting wasted and not getting to do anything actually interesting he at least is having some fun with it right so like even if you don't like the representation of justin hammer in iron man 2 you can at least say that sam rockwell is entertaining and that's what i'm saying like i don't like the rep i don't like that trevor exists because they do such a great job of setting the mandarin up in the beginning that's part of it too is they do actually make him like good and he's not problematic right they, they seem to solve all of the problems with the mandarin only to say that we can't have the mandarin be the the fucking uh main villain because he's problematic and I'm like no you solved it all you solved 
sculpt your own shit, and then you solve the problem that you'd already fixed. It was yeah, they, whole, they did the whole but thing the, like Rachel Ghoul, where he's like racially indeterminate. So it's like, well, nobody's taking the rap for the Mandarin, so we're fine. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, this movie's just not. It's not anything. And and luckily, it seems like most people agree with that now too. This movie's not anything. And you're probably sitting here going like, wait a second, I thought I liked Iron Man three, but then you're also thinking, why haven't I rewatched it in a decade if I liked it so much at the time? And you're like, oh, you know what? But I've watched Ragnarok fifty <sighs> times, and I've watched uh, Infinity War, and I've watched Endgame, and I've watched Civil War, and I've watched all these movies, but I've never went back to watch Iron Man 3 again. Maybe I don't like it as much. And again, uh, with me and Paquita, especially when she was really into the Iron Man movies, we watched uh, like she watched both the Iron Man, the first two Iron Man movies more than I ever did. I, a lot of my viewings were by osmosis, you know, where I'd be walking through the room and they'd be playing a cool ass scene and I'd end up sitting down for 15 minutes and catching little bits of it here and there. She, we, she bought the Blu-ray of Iron Man 3 and I think that the, the first time it was cracked up and watched by anyone, like I think that she bought those for her nieces or something and that's why they, they we even had a copy is they wanted to see it before they, we had Disney Plus and streaming and stuff and so like literally she's not watched it since theatrical I'm watching it for only the second time since theatrical the only reason why I'm watching the Blu-ray is because of the special features specifically the director's cut everything else is on Disney Plus um, there's no reason why I couldn't have watched this dozens and dozens of times like I did the first two except that I don't care and she doesn't either and in fact it kind of broke her and made her not watch the other Iron Man movies two movies at once which is again one of the reasons to hate this movie is like even as lame as it is even though it's relatively uncontroversial as it is the fact that it, it would take that away from her and make her not enjoy the other two movies and not and, and pursue those movies like she used to um, that's a reason why this one sucks it's because it taints and diminishes the legacy of the other two so yeah I agree hey this movie sucks but like I said lots of your movies out there uh, go watch something else folks Permanent Marvelite Maximus followers include Alia Zwegerman, Andrea Cragen, Artemisia Bolter, Dean Hacker, Hugo Flavio, Jeremy Daw, Lindsay Zabol, Maisie Terlecki, Rosie Mae Bain, Ricks Farhan, Riley Split, Second Union, Steve Hayner, The Doris Lordekis, and Zaza! Keepers of the Favorites Flame include Artificial Twins, Billets by Vinyl, Capital Gain Income, Chris Dunford, DC Dave, Dave's Comic Heroes Blog, Del Dracula, Dun Chef, Hero Forca, The Irredeemable Shag, Josh Cardwell, Julia Raul Rainbow Edition, Kitos 2, Ladies of Mischief Wrestling Fan Page and Gaming, Lori Miller Art and Music Creator, Mad Dragon, Marvel Universe Online Project, Melda Rosica, Nayo, Nuggie Chi Sakurabi Project, Oc9J3XDALBSCGC, Petrus Rotato, Rihanna Mike, September Rains, Shanna Banana, Speaker of the House Kirk Spencer, Tony S. Endurance Survive, and William Voyage. Retweet frantic ones include Between the Pages Blog, CH, Divinity Rising, Relatively Geeky Podcast Network, and Talk Nerdy to Me. Among the enough sayers were Dr. Irving Forbush, who wrote, Thanks for the mention. I will not have time to see the new movie, Across the Spider-Verse, until June 18th at the earliest. Max Apocalypse wrote, It's the verse with the spiders on this episode from the gang at Rolled Spine. Face front, true believers. Stan Lee presents the Merry Marching Society of the Marvel Superhero Podcast. Billy Hines, Canoes, who added thanks, and a Spidey Amazing Friends gift. Chris A. Field, Otherverse Game, Chris Lydon, Principal the Rainbow Knight, Dr. Irving Forbush, Dirk Gashton is finally finished with Kraken Rider Z, and more. Eugene R. Hendricks, voice actor home studio. Gregory Bouchard, Gregory Litchfield, The Hammer Strikes, Random Geeky Stuff, His 
Ministry of Comics on Film. Iowa's Joe is JMT Productions. Keith G. Baker, Max Apocalypse. Nick Spence, Randy Caldwell, Richard Field, Satin Tights, a Wonder Woman podcast, and Superbound. This has been a non-for-profit fan production from Rolled Spine Podcast. Any copyrighted material presented herein are presumed covered under fair use, with no infringement intended. Till next time, Excelsior! Be a good advisor! Never ever vicious! And that was Iron Man 3. That was brief. Got through that quick. By the way, the do you want me to tell great. you what's going on with Secret Invasion? No. Do you, do you want to, no spoilers? Okay. No. I, and I've, I've I've tried to avoid any spoilers for it because I do want to go in. I, it's, to me, it's one of those shows I feel I have to binge watch. Okay. Makes sense. I, I I would not be able to watch this for six hours. You know, I, I don't want to. That's why I'm watching it a week at a time. If I if I watched it all at once, I would hate it. And I would, I would be very negative towards it. And I'd be very bored. Watching it for about an hour a week is fine. I can watch it and I'm, I'm not irritated i'm not checking my watch all the time or anything else but really by the end of the hour it's like okay i'm done with this you know i'll see you again in a week or so uh, uh hmm? let me ask you do you hate it no no i don't hate it i don't hate it i'm just not very interested in it so it's like i'm watching it because i know i'm going to talk about it at some point halfway through i don't see an episode of the podcast halfway through i think that this is like a segment in one of our little magazines where we go through several different things at once uh i don't i don't see that there's enough here to talk about for it to be a full episode on its own yet um but okay. there is some stuff in there that I think you'll find interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do want to watch it. Yeah. I'm very interested in watching it. I am actively avoiding walking into spoilers. Yeah. And see, uh, so much of it has been I... low key anyway that I've not, well, partly is that Twitter's like broken right now. So it's harder oh, yeah. for them to communicate spoilers than they, uh, because hard, none of us want to go there anymore. Um, but also, I just don't think that anything that's happened has been so shocking that it breaks the internet or anything. Like everybody's got to run out there and tell you the spoilers stuff happens there there are momentous things that happen that i think we're all kind of waiting to make sure if they're going to actually hold up or if they're going to reverse some of that stuff by the end of the miniseries but there is definitely stuff of interest to you that i'm sure we're going to see something happening with going forward maybe it's going to lead into marvels or something sure yet i'm back now okay. i'm sorry it's okay it's okay we already finished the podcast oh, thank fucking christ <laughs> Oh, that's right, because you didn't rewatch it. You should have rewatched it. Nah, he doesn't need to. He's seen no, it six fucking I times, I saw dude. it maybe six months ago, maybe maybe a little longer than that, because I, 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 I was just telling Frank how I can't watch all 28 movies anymore. So now I'm just watching Cap, Thor, and Iron Man, and the Avenger movies. I'm not watching all the other stuff anymore. Or maybe a, a Guardian, too, but I can't watch all the other stuff. I can't do those big marathons anymore. So are you anticipating keeping this in the rotation or letting it slide? I'll keep it. I like I, I, I like I like the extremist story arc in it. And it, one of the things, too, before you go anywhere, do you think what do you think caused them to stop making Iron Man movies? Is it because Robert Downey Jr. didn't want to be in a suit for a feature-length movie? Was it because he cost too much money? Or was it because they they have Paramount involved? And this was, I think, the last movie they made with Paramount being a co-distributor, co-producer of the movie, and they just don't want to share with them. So it's very much like the Hulk thing with Universal, where they just don't make Iron Man movies because they don't want to pay Paramount anything. Now, I, I think Robert Downey Jr. was just tired. He's done. He's done, what, three Iron Man, two Avengers, a couple of Spider-Man. Like, he did a lot of them. 
four and Avengers. Four huh? Avengers and a four and a half Avengers if you count Civil War. Yeah. Far I think from he's home. Just, he was just tired. He just, he, you know, he was considered the grandfather of the MCU because his movie came out first. I think he just wanted to do something else. I mean, he yeah, did I The mean, Judge. Not a great movie. Saw it. He did Doolittle. He's doing Oppenheimer. I think oh, he I just wants to do, like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like his first movie since Endgame. Mm. I think he just wanted to do projects that he, he you know, passion projects. I think he's just at that age where he doesn't want to do a fucking massive. Because again, the big, the biggest hurdle I hear from people dealing with MCU movies is don't let them lock you up into a fucking 10 picture deal type shit. Like you'll be making Marvel movies for the rest of your life. I forgot. I think the Olsen or fucking Wanda bitched about that where it's like, oh, don't let them lock you up into too many movies, which I'm sure some some young actors are like, dude, I want to keep working. I'm good with it. But just look at fucking Spider-Man. Uh, what's his name? Well, no, he's getting tired too. He, he's finally hit his wall as well. Yeah, but dude, he hasn't had it. Dude, the only other movie he had was a fucking video game movie that was okay. Yeah. Everything else he's done it's kind of fallen flat. Like no one gives a shit. Not just that. I, I don't think Uncharted did, did as well. I thought it did better than it had, but somebody was telling me that that was sort of a flop as well. I need to look at the numbers on that. Uh, I, I mean, I, I saw it. It's okay. He did the one where, like, fucking that, what's her name? Uh, the oh, fucking yeah. Jedi chick could read his mind or they could read men's minds. Yeah, that was, a, that was that was a movie that, that was, was shelved horrible. initially. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, okay. So, apparently it made $407 million on a $120 million budget, but, you know, the minimum for that would have been 240 and these days, because of the promotional budgets, it's almost closer to 300 yeah. So, they only made about $100 million off of that one, so I think that's why it wasn't a flop, but I guess it was a disappointment based on what they wanted to make off the movie. Although I think that that's one of the well, problems we're having with movies. The bill. Huh? They're all trying to make the bill. Yeah, exactly. And it's just an unrealistic expectation. You can't just make a billion dollars on every fucking movie. I don't care. Like yeah. the, the whole thing with Indiana Jones, how do you spend $300 million on Indiana Jones movie? And what makes you think that the movie with the 80 year old guy is going to make a billion dollars? It's just yeah. insane. They don't, they're disconnected from reality when they're doing this shit. I, but I, that's, that's Marvel's fault for hitting a billion so many times that people there in Hollywood thought, oh, we could we could do this several movies like there's there's lots of movies we could do this with and it's like no it doesn't work that way it's just it doesn't work that way so what's what's the next fucking 10 year movie we're gonna get to a uh, next one is gonna be thor thor the dark world we only have two movies left dark 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 world yeah we only have two movies left we have the dark world and we have uh the winter soldier so uh, then can we just then, then are we just gonna stop reviewing marvel movies ever i mean i'm sure we'll continue with some things no let's stop just stop. Let's yeah. stop uh like i don't want to talk about these movies anymore. i don't want to talk about any disney plus series i don't want to talk about any of yeah, I don't blame you. Like, well, th- that's again, that's one of the reasons why we've got the magazines. Is like, I'm watching Secret Invasion, and Fix It's going to watch Secret Invasion, but he's waiting. He wants to binge it instead of watching it in, in installments. Also, does he? I don't think he has Disney Plus either, so I think he has to go somewhere and watch the whole thing. No, no, he's got he's got my Disney okay. Plus because I told well, him well, that shit might expire soon, and he was begging me to renew. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's, a, it's it's maybe a fallacy then, but he's wanting to wait and binge the whole thing. But he's he's enthused about watching it, and I've already told you I'm watching it, and I'm glad I'm watching it once a week. But but again, I watch it on Thursday. Days, not because of any special plan or anything, but because I forget on Wednesday nights that it came on on Wednesday in the early part of the morning. And then by the time I remember, I usually don't care enough to bother with it. And I just wait for the following day and then watch it then. And then when I watch it, it's like, well, okay, this is happening. I'm not mad at it and I'm not sad. And I'm not joyful. It's just sort of like there. It's very flat. And and they're trying to do stuff that seems momentous on paper, but it's not acted that way. It's not directed that way. And so it's just sort of there. And I'm noticing again with Twitter being as broken as it is I don't know as much about what's going on with the social media but in my experience while there are people who enjoy it nobody's like out there trying to spoil all the twists and I'm not seeing like big articles about it on the uh, the comics websites and stuff it's just like they'll do the like the obligatory well here's what happened in Secret Invasion what about that twist and they're talking about in the one article and it's not like four or five articles like they'll do sometimes with this shit what, here's this angle and here's the history of this character and blah 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 they're just not doing that because I don't think anybody really cares that much it's just not really engaging so when you said you were going to watch it i 
say don't watch it and then we'll do a magazine and me and fix will talk about it for like 10 or 15 minutes because you know it'll be all me with him going yes and no essentially and so then we'll move on to the next segment whatever that happens to be I mean, I mean, I, I, we're gonna watch it. We're, we'll watch it. I guess. I, but I'm not. I don't want but, you to feel compelled to. Like, you no. Know, no, no, no. I, I just think we're gonna. I think we're gonna just watch mm-hmm. it. But I, I don't. I mean, it's I, a TV just, series with Sam Jackson in it. Why am I not enjoying this more? Yeah. I, I, we, you know, it's just like Captain I know Marvel we're gonna shit. get into it. It's, it's fucking. It's a Captain Marvel series, yeah. and they're doing the same kind of shit that pissed me off with Captain Marvel in that, and that's part of why I'm not into it. Yeah, not, not yeah. good. Not, and that's what I. That's what the vibe is. It is. It's teeing off of Captain Marvel, where he turns out he's living up in fucking space, and it's just like I don't. The, like you're starting with one of the lowest rated Marvel movies to tee off into this thing and I'm just I just don't give yeah. a fuck you know and I didn't read Secret Invasion so that doesn't get me laughing and, and it's got it's got cares. nothing as usual they're just taking the name and the very basic premise it's got nothing to do with the comics and of course there are people like oh I have this theory I have this theory it's like I'm reading this stuff it's like there's none of that shit's gonna happen why Why? why this is Mephisto fly all over again this isn't happening what are you talking about this, shit, this is see but like I'm on Twitter I don't see any of that stuff the, I don't it, see any it is it is I've Ooh. seen a little bit of it okay I guess so but no, obviously, so, obviously not on the same scale not remotely on the same scale none of this shit's fucking trending anywhere or anything it's just like the people that yeah, I talk yeah. to about comic stuff are coming still coming out with their bullshit theories but it's like people I know whereas with Mephisto Fly there's like a fucking you know Zapruder film analyzing scale bullshit with that this isn't that at all there, nobody's that excited about this shit weird weird man the secret weird. is in the ratings nobody knows the shit's they're gonna, on uh, yeah they're gonna this is some we're, we're definitely uh, yeah, I, just don't we're, we're, I don't give a fuck dude I, I I'm like I'm, I don't want to watch any of these Marvel movies yeah. anymore. I don't want to watch. Uh, I don't want to watch Captain America when it comes. Out. I just don't give a shit. Armor Wars. I don't really give a shit about that either. I don't give a shit I, about you know, this I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch, I've completely. Yeah. I've turned the page. Yeah. And honestly, uh, between Love and Thunder and now the Guardians three, I like Guardians three. But to me, that was a closure too. So that doesn't like get me jazzed up to go back and rewatch shit. Uh, like I we ha- we usually would watch Infinity War like once or twice a quarter. We haven't even like we haven't watched. It. We, we, it was like it's just sort of like it's dead. Like that stuff is dead now. And when you start watching one of those movies it just reminds you of all the new shit you wasted money to watch and it's just like it's weird it's like tainted that stuff and i fucking hate that well i mean and and part of it is the the pandemic but the simple fact is it's been half a decade now since endgame so it's been Mm -hmm. five fucking years and what is more we'll have to show for it you know it's like really bad special effects like you remember how remember we used to shit on these movies for their special effects before Mm -hmm. and i was like what movies are as good as special effects as these and i believe i still stand by those statements now when you say the special effects are bad i'm like 100% no you're wrong you're completely right they're fucking terrible they're awful and you when you go back and you look at the old movies and you're like oh you know what these were actually pretty good <laughs> these weren't so bad after all uh th- there wasn't anything coming out that looked this good uh or as good and now it's just dog shit so like you know it's almost embarrassing oh, yeah. when the effects are that bad it's like kind of embarrassing to sort of be in you know what i mean to be like oh yeah i'm a marvel mm-hmm. guy i really love the floating heads in front of the green screen fucking you know Modox asshole and stuff yeah. Ugh. yeah wait till you see love and thunder dude you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be like holy shit this yeah. is terrible the opening scene i still think looks good but the rest so of and thunder is actually yeah. worse than quantumania then uh there are some scenes you mean like the whole movie you're sure. talking about uh cg no, well i mean just the whole movie yeah um because i mean most people I most people were talking no, shit about love so and it's thunder weird. it's complicated yeah, most people were talking about love it's and thunder for the story where a lot of you were slagging on quantumania specifically for the effects uh you know i don't think the effects of quantumania was bad yeah. i think the movie was just nothing yeah. it was just nothing whereas love and thunder is the follow-up to fucking ragnarok yeah. and it's 
that bad. So it's like it's sort of a different flavor. It's like not only is this a horrible movie that doesn't make any sense and is not funny and a CGI is shit, but how did you follow up one of our favorite movies with this dog shit? And you're like jokey jokey with a whole cancer theme running through the back of it. Like it's just really like it's a combination of poor taste and horrible special effects and really bad Taika Waititi humor. Like horrible Taika Waititi humor. Um, whereas Quantumania was like this is the first phase five project and it's like a, a big turd. It's just like a turd that doesn't make any sense but it followed up a turd. Yeah, yeah. and everybody so hated sort of, that one too. Yeah. People well, did not like I, Iron Man. Uh, I mean uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That was not a well-received movie. That did not. Yeah. No, it was. It was like weirdly well. It was well better received than Ant-Man 1. Okay. I wasn't. I, I don't it was just us. It was us that yeah. hated. It was me specifically that was very outspoken about how shitty that movie was. But uh, yeah, if you go back to your, your fucking list, you'll see Ant-Man and the Wasp is re- always ranked higher. Yeah, than there were some people who did like that one. That, that, that was, those were yeah. people with bad taste for sure. The thing is, though, is you. Hey, wait, hold on. Mr. Fix-It, don't forget to hang up your phone. I know. I'm about to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear you take a shit or something, dude. <laughs> 